cyberpunk uncensored. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, very excited to be back with all of you again here on Twitch. Um, we are back with our Cyberpunk Nomad campaign, and I am joined here by my six absolutely wonderful players, Captain Mark, Chuggy, Dona Trece Cuervo, and Johnny Drop, Vampire Bites, and course violent neon i hope everybody in our audience is having a wonderful day wonderful weekend whatever time it is there for you um we are uh, we are all excited to be back i hope um and with that let me pull up my links and i'm going to have my uh players here introduce themselves and since we are always starting with Captain Mark today, we are going to switch things up a little bit and start off with Violent Neon. So Violent Neon, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Violent Neon, and today I'm going to be playing your Nomad Domino, and you can find me on Discord, uh, Violent Neon. Right, next on up is Vampire Bites. I'm Vampire Bites. You can find me in the uh, Cyberpunk Discord, Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord, or VR Talstorian Discord as Vampire Bites. I have my own channel, but it's currently on hiatus, so you can find me here every Saturday night playing Mad Mags, the Shaman Medic. Second, I'm gonna the headphones. I see that we're getting a little bit of feedback on the platform, and it is all my fault. Some of that is mine. There we go. All right. Next on up is going to be Johnny Drop. I'm Johnny Drop. You can uh, find me on the Discord, Johnny Drop. Um, I also have a uh, Twitch at Sandman3096 and uh, a SoundCloud at Arcs and Official. Hi, I'm Raven. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Discord, um, under um, Doña Teresa Cuervo. I'll be playing your solo today. Awesome, thank you. Chuggy. Hey, I'm Chuggy. I'm uh, playing T-Bar, the other nomad, the cooler nomad, and... Uh, you can catch me here on Twitch at Chuggy305. Awesome. We got a little competition here between our nomads. That's fun. And we've got our uh, last up, but not least, we've got Captain Mark. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, um, Captain Mark. You can find me, Captain Mark87, on Discord. Cyberpunk says at Discord. Um, here every week playing your favorite rocker boy's favorite rocker boy, Devilish Jack Holmes. Um, probably over starting up again on Twitch soon. And 
uh, more details next week because we'll be recording next Sunday the first two episodes of the audio tabletop podcast, me and two friends in an actual room in real life playing together. And the first game we're going to play is Cyberpunk Red. Um, put together a little game for them, sort of an homage to the Warriors, which is one of my favourite movies. Um, yeah, I'm giving them a, a crappy pistol and 10 bullets and uh, making them get from one side of Night City to the other. So it should be fun. Uh, but yeah, more details on that when it, I'll have it out on all of the uh, the usual Apple and, and, and Spotify and all that, all, all that other cool stuff. And uh, everyone's commuting again now to work, so I'll give you something to listen to. Uh, everyone, thanks for coming. That actually uh, counts for me too. Um, my, uh, my players here know and some of our um, Discord community knows I have officially gone back into teaching mode. Uh, our school year has started back up, and starting tomorrow, I have to be back to in-person teaching, which will be interesting. Um, so yeah, this gives me uh, this gives me something to listen to. So thank you. Um, we've got uh, we've got some issues with Vampire Bites's uh, camera, so let me just fix that up real quick. Uh, we'll we'll let Discord pan itself out. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, uh, last up, not one of our players, but me, the GM, uh, I am, uh, Capricious Nature, or GM Capricious Nature, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be the, the, the GM again, back in the GM seat, uh, on our, uh, Twitch, I've linked up all of our different links for myself, first one is Outworld Sounds, they are the ones who provided our awesome intro music, they're going to be providing some of our combat driving music, our bio break music, they are just, they are our music producers, um, an absolutely wonderful couple, Kate and Max, over at uh, Helix Cove, and their Twitch is Outworld Sounds. Uh, next up on there is Valstoys, also known as Red Dragon on Discord. He is the one who provides just about all of our maps and just about all of our tokens, uh, today we are going to be finally playing on one of the maps that I actually commissioned from him. Uh, so I'm super excited to be jumping into that. Uh, third link on there are the supplements. Um, cyberpunkuncensored.com is where you can find just about everything that we are going to be using, uh, during our campaign. Uh, we've mentioned before that... Cyberpunk Goes Nomad is going to be using a lot of different, um, a lot of different supplements that are community made. Uh, not only mine, the vehicles of red, but also we're going to be looking later on. We do have a net runner at uh, the different kinds of net structures, and soon up as well. I'm not going to give any spoilers on it, but we had a wonderful contribution by one of our community members who made some lawman and I'll be breaking those out and showing those on stream as well. Um, last link on there is Linktree. If you are interested in any of the other projects that I'm working with or anything that I'm putting out myself, uh, social media as well, like Instagram and Facebook, uh, it's all there on my Linktree, including uh, the generators that I have been working on making and fixing, and I've been listening to our community feedback so thank you all so much for that uh we are going to be using a couple of our generators today and i'll be featuring those on stream 
with all of those technicalities and little pieces of information out, I want to wrap all of this up with a customary thank you very much to Rob Mulligan at Cyberpunk Uncensored. He is the awesome bruh who brought us all together. Um, we, we owe our game to him, and I owe my uh, a lot of my online existence to him because he's the one who's challenged me to get out of my shell and be a little bit more out there. So thank you very much, Rob. Uh, much love as always. Um, all of that is out of the way now. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are here for Cyberpunk Goes Nomad. Uh, does anybody want to do a recap for our audience? I can do it. I think Jack would be great at doing a recap. His narrative is uh, special. All right. So let's switch over to our PC names. We've got the devilish Jack Holmes. Go ahead and uh, give us a recap. Or I'll do it in character because the way I see it, I was fucked around last week and people deserve to hear my side of the story. So I woke up in the middle of the bleeding desert and... The next thing I know, I'm being shanghaied on some fool's errand to go steal from Kang Tao. Fine, I don't like Kang Tao. Who does? We grab the crates. They're booby-trapped all buggery. We, through sheer luck, blind bloody luck, and the considerable skills of our tech, but don't let it go to his head, we managed to disarm the containers, get shipping them back again. When we have a bit of an uh, encounter in the middle of the desert. And we leave some of the containers behind, booby-trapped. It's Kang Tao, and they show up in a rather bloody great osprey. Decide to pick the containers up. Containers go off. That was my idea. This lot want to push it a bit further. And they decide, let's run at that honking great gun and see what's left. Of course, being clearly the only person in the group, sane of mind, I decided uh, to protest a little bit, but I'm apparently not in charge, so I get pulled screaming headlong into a gun. Through blind blimmin' luck yet again, we survive. And now we have a semi-functioning Osprey and one indentured servant. I think I've got everything there, unless anybody else remembers it differently. Well, just about sums it all up. Um, yeah, our, our devilish Jack Holmes here, the, uh, your, rock, your favorite rocker boy's favorite rocker boy, uh, has a very, very specific... Uh, specific interpretation of the events getting dragged around uh and our crew most definitely uh doubled back and faced down a fight that uh even i was trepiditious about uh i was absolutely terrified about getting a tpk on session three uh but um as my players have now reassured me i've got a bunch of pros here they hit the uh they hit the the tarmac running or the road running and they were able to take out a uh, king tao strike team and 
at the end, they uh, they cause two little hiccups. And uh, the first of those two hiccups uh, came from the discussion with the reclaimers that were there as well, who also faced down some destruction, uh, which is a situation we're going to have to deal with a little bit later. Um, then we have the kerfuffle that happened with the tech, the King Tao tech. And uh, T-Bar insisted that the tech fix up the, uh, the Osprey, but the tech realized that it would take like a week or two to fix up. And so he instead put out the fires, and in the midst of doing so, uh, Domino has impressed them into indentured servitude. Um, whatever floats your boat, you guys are running this as you want to run them, so uh, this, is, this is completely up to all of you. And that's the path that our players decided to go down. Um, where we ended off, uh, the exact end and what's happened in between is that our players were, sorry, our characters were able to resolve this firefight. They were able to scrounge up some materials from the inside of the Osprey, and they were able to contact Bear. And Bear is the local head of their, uh, their Snake Nation chapter uh, outside of Night City, who have just relocated due to fear of reprisal. And they were able to get out a nice big hauling truck to haul off the remainders of the Osprey that were still functional. And to tow Domino's wonderfully treated vehicle that, uh, that has burst into flames due to his running headlong into a heavy Gatling gun. <clears throat> Good job, Domino. I mean, right. we we got the Osprey. Yeah. You got the Osprey, and you all survived. Nobody died. Again, I yeah. was thoroughly surprised by that, so all of you did a fantastic job. Domino. All right. <laughs> My luck well run out. Um, everybody's luck runs out eventually, but luckily all of you did put some points into luck which has saved several of you on several occasions, uh, Remy Johnson most especially, <laughs> when handling all of the dynamite or the C6, um, as well no. as uh, T-Bar very, uh, very, very luckily not getting his helicopter wrecked out, which is still in operational order, unlike Domino's. Remy's luck almost killed me. It's my lack of luck in that case. <laughs> yeah, it almost blew me up. Again. Well, that was because you, you decided to uh, turn back around and scrounge through the bins and the boxes instead of doing what Remy was already doing and running away as fast as possible. No, that was when he shot a grenade at me. Oh, yeah! Hm. Yeah, no, I, I've almost blown up like five times in three games. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be more careful, I guess. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah! <laughs> We'll work on your targeting. Looks like we got some issues for uh, for. Oh, there we go. Calamity's back. All right. Um. So <clears throat> that was the end of our session. Now, what has happened in the interim? Uh, that is uh, for our players to actually find out. They were not given any heads up or any notice about this. And so, what exactly happened? Well, 
if our players as well as our audience would recall back to uh, two sessions ago when they had left the Reclaimers camp, uh, they dropped off the boxes uh, only about five minutes away from the camp itself. They did not get too far, they weren't in the middle of the desert, they got back to the road and dropped the boxes off there after running into the Reclamation team that they worked with. Uh, this is the reason that the Reclaimers were already there on the spot after the explosion before our team was. They were only about five minutes away. And so what happened there is uh, these Reclaimers were trying to get a slice of the pie as well because they were not getting paid for any of the work with the Kintao crew, and they invariably lost a couple of their own members as well as a couple of their own vehicles. <clears throat> what has happened since then is that word has come back to Ben Zeitman, who is the person who set all of this up for uh, for our team, for the Albacaldos, for the uh, Sinti Nation, and uh, Ben Zeitman is now in a little bit of hot water with uh, his own reclaimer camp. What happened with the Snake Nation, though, is that they were able to pick up the Osprey, they were able to get the gear, they were able to get uh, our team members here all extracted back out to their new camp. And so over on Roll20, let me see if I can zoom this in for our audience. Can you go? So as you can see on our Roll20 here, we have... Uh, Night City on this little grid right here, and each of these grids outside of it represents one hour of travel. So they're about two hours north of Night City at the Reclaimer Camp, but the new camp that has been set up is right out here. Okay, so it has been moved over towards a different location outside of Night City. Let me see if I can get the draw shape going. So this is the location of the new camp, whoop, new camp that they have set up. Goodness gracious, my computer does not want to work with me today. Sorry about this, folks. Technology can either be my greatest strength or my worst the new camp is located right out here. <clears throat> now, uh, at this new camp, uh, they are given two weeks uh, for rolling, for their therapy, for their hustle, for doing any tech checks they want to do or any med checks they want to do. Uh, they're able to use this time as they see fit. Uh, what we are going to be prefacing those two weeks, though, with are the uh, aftermath of their most recent gig. The first piece of Aftermath is the Osprey. I know that uh, T-Bar was most definitely looking forward to getting his hands on the, uh, the, 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 well, the Osprey itself to pilot it, but as uh, most of our viewers and players may already know, when it comes to uh, Nomad access of vehicles, that that is controlled explicitly by your rank. So his rank is not high enough to get to the Osprey, and so inside of the camp, how that's going to work mechanically is that the camp has the Osprey. They have access to it. It can provide support, but it cannot be his vehicle yet. That is for something in the future if he wishes to do so. 
Uh, the second thing that comes from this is the equipment. The equipment that was left behind in the, uh, in the Osprey, I'm actually going to be rolling for right now, and we will see how much money they were able to scrap it for, or if they want to keep the items themselves. Okay, so give me one second. Uh, what was inside of the vehicle? They had a still-functioning ring scanner. They had a set of personal care packs. Uh, they had about 200 euro bucks in cash. There was a carry-all, as well as a poor quality cyber deck that they were able to get scrounged from our, <clears throat> from our Osprey itself. Uh, this does not include the additional gear that was on each of the individuals, which was fairly damaged and we will instead just do a cash out for that. And so what's going to happen is, is that uh, I'm going to give my uh, players here a choice. Uh, we can either choose to keep the items or we can cash those out with the, re, uh, with the uh, camp that you guys live at, such as Sneak Nation. So the first one that we have, the radio scanner. Does anybody want to keep that or do we want to cash it out? Cash out. Okay, so cash out. out. Alright. Yeah. So for that, it's going to be 40 EB. I'm going to add this into our uh, our chat logs. Okay, so 40. Uh, the next item that was on there was a set of personal care packs. There was two of them. These are items that can be used for cleanliness, they can be used for uh, personal care, brushing your teeth, washing, etc, etc. Um, do you want to, any of you want to keep these or do you want to cash that out to the Nomad Camp? I nominate one going to Jack. I have one already. I, I repeat, I nominate another going to Jack. I take the toothbrush out of the care pack and stick it up your ass. <laughs> I dodge. <laughs> Roll for evasion. Right, um, so uh, uh, Jack doesn't want it. Does anybody want the item? No. No. All right. So we're going to be cashing that out. That out. It's going to be uh, fifteen times two, so it's going to be thirty eddies going your guys' way. Uh, the next item up uh, was the uh, euro bucks. So that was a hundred in cash. And uh, we can split that. Let me calculate that out right now. 100 divided by 6. Uh, that means that each of you can add directly to your wallet right now. You can add 16 bucks. Okay, so Ooh. on your, uh, your roll 20 sheet, you can add 16 bucks. The next one in there was a carry-all. Uh, this carry-all had damaged goods in it. You're not exactly sure what they were, but you were able to scrounge out the carry-all. Does anybody want the item, or do we want to cash that out? Cash out. Cash it out. Yeah, I already have one. All right, that's going to be uh, 15 eddies for our crew. Uh, the next item that's up on there was a poor-quality cyber deck still functioning. This was on one of the folks inside of the Osprey who had died, but his uh, his equipment was still functional. Um, are any of you interested in the poor quality cyber deck or cash it out? 
I'm mildly interested in the poor quality cyber deck, but if you guys want to cash it out, it's not a big deal. I just had it. an idea that later on I might use like a cyber deck with like a demon program to automatically man guns on a vehicle for me. And it didn't seem like it would be all that expensive, but I'm not all that worried about it right now. I'm still it quite a ways away could from probably it. just could probably get a better quality one by the time you right. get around to doing that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal to me. If you want it, it's yours. No, you guys can cash it out. It, I think I'd probably rather get a better quality one. By the long game, yeah. Cash out. Uh, and actually, uh, an important and interesting distinction for that. Um, as uh, T-Bar uh, just mentioned, he might be interested in getting his guns automatically banned for him. Uh, if our audience is interested at all, you can find on CyberpunkUncensored.com to find the uh, supplement for the Vehicles of Red. Inside of the Vehicles of Red, one of the very cool additions that I made sure to add in because I was interested in owning one myself uh, by became a uh, long-term player, uh, is the, uh, the addition of a onboard AI and proto-AI system. And so the proto-AI is literally a demon or a set of demons, depending on how big of a structure you want, uh, that can help for you, so it's autopilot. Um, it can run defensive systems, uh, such as like um, the extension of spikes or uh, setting off any traps that you might have. And they can also run your uh, weapons for you if you have them set up for that. And so if T-Bar is interested in something like that, and uh, for anybody outside in our audience, uh, if you guys head on down to the section in... Um, <clears throat> In the vehicles of red it's on page number 41 and so there's the proto ai single control node proto ai double control node and a full ai control node that are available and they are available starting at nomad rank 2 then rank 6 and then rank 10. okay and so each of them are different steps up so if t-bar's interested in that that's definitely something we can look into um, since none of you are actively interested in the cyber deck, we can cash that one out. And so that's going to be 80 bucks that goes to all of you. And so let me add all of those together. It'd be 40, 30, 15, and 80, which is $165. And divided by six, everybody can add in 28 bucks. So you can add in an additional 28 bucks. That's an addition to the 16 from before? Yep. Now, finally, uh, the loadouts that were left over from the individuals that were there, what all of you were able to scrounge up together, uh, are pretty much uh, weapons that all of you already have access to. Um, and so these are things that would be quote-unquote cashed out back to the camp if they were still functional or if they needed to be repaired. And so each of you will get an additional 300 eddies for that. Each of you gets 300 eddies for the equipment back. This includes um, any uh, equipment that they had, such as like their cybernetics. This includes any weapons, their armor, anything that could be scrounged from their own bodies. Okay. So each of you so far should have added 343 eddies into your uh, wallet total. 
which is pretty small, it's a paltry sum, but uh, what each of you did get access to earlier, as we already went through with um, not only the camp, but also with Hangman, we had the uh, addition for a lot of you of new weapons uh, that cost several hundred dollars, the access to explosives, um, and of course, as I've also mentioned to our players, and this is something for our audience to consider as well, uh, when you deal with working with nomads, you are specifically living at a camp. You don't have your monthly cost uh, for dealing with like housing. You don't have your monthly cost for dealing with food. And so the two biggest expenses, reoccurring expenses, are not of consideration for our players. It's not a big issue for them. Um, that being said, you guys get back to the camp, and uh, what happens with the Osprey is that they begin working on that. What happens with the leftover equipment, you guys have cashed all of it out, so they take that into uh, the camp itself, and they give you guys uh, compensation for the items. And uh, the third thing that happens is uh, Bear actually comes up and approaches uh, specifically first, because he was directly contacted by him, he comes up to Jack. And so Bear walks up to Jack uh, pretty much as soon as they are back into the camp, because Jack was the one that gave him the call and gave him the video, and he said, Hey Jack, uh, thanks, for, thanks for the heads up about the situation. I know, I know it was pretty, uh, pretty grimy situation to get stuck in, but as you can see, our, uh, our members here at Snake Nation, they take care of their own. Uh, I can see you're not injured. Opens the ch shows him the two where uh, slugs in the back that he took during the car chase. Oh, well, <laughs> definitely we need to take care of that. Um, make sure to check over with Max. Uh, she can get you fixed up. But you're not missing any limbs. Are you? Are you all right? I just need to lie down, mate, and we need to have a talk, but not now. I've got some things to think about, I suppose. Alright. Well, get back to me when you or when you can. Uh, I appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, thanks for looking out for the other members. This is yeah. Family. Yeah, I suppose. Alright. And uh, kind of... yeah, he pats you on the back, uh, not hitting your bullet your bullet wounds. No. He pats you on the back and Jack kind of staggers off to find somewhere to sleep. Um, he doesn't really need to see Max. He's got some handy cyberware, which means he can pretty much sleep off quite a bit of um, quite a bit of damage if need be. So he'll just go do that. All right, sounds good. Uh, the second person that would be approached by uh, by Bear is Domino, and uh, Bear walks up to Domino and he. Uh, he, he he looks at Domino and then looks over at the truck to see the completely totaled out car and he's like what what did you do? I, I got the call from Jack. I sent people in. What? How did you total out your car? We just got that fixed up last month. The, the Gatling gun on the Osprey that we got. So you ran a car at a Gatling gun. 
I tried being stealthy. They weren't shooting at us at first, and then all of a sudden they, they shot at us. And um, I already had taken damage from the Raffenshiv, and, you know, I, I, I wanted to make sure that they didn't get the Osprey. And it wasn't until after all the gunfire stopped that we realized it wasn't the Raff and Shiv that we were that we were stopping from getting there. But in the heat of the moment, we wanted to make sure that they didn't get that. But we did. And yeah, it cost my, my car, but hopefully we can get it fixed. And, and again, the, the payout was worth it, I think. Of course we can. Oh, and by it. the way, here, here, here's the... Um, I, I forgot to uh, put this gun in the shipment um, from the, the, that we picked up. What what gun? And he he reaches his hand out. I I hand him the very nice quality medium pistol that I forgot to put back in the stuff that uh we were picking up the shipment. I keep forgetting I can't wear my glasses; they're too reflective. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. He uh he takes the gun and he's like, oh, uh, one of the King Tao shipment. Uh, thanks. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get this uh I'll get this stowed away with the other stuff. They'll be picking it up tomorrow. Okay. I uh I got word back that uh their nomad team also got a uh, they got pretty messed up. One of their one of their members died. Uh they they got shot up. They they dealt with border patrols. Uh apparently uh apparently out east uh things are getting pretty messy with some of the security forces and uh local warlords and whatnot. So uh we're going to need to make sure to be cautious about heading out east. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you need to let me know about? Uh, yes. So okay. I, what, <laughs> well, look, there was, we were able to, um, we, we didn't have to kill all of the King Tao troopers that were there. And one of them was a tech that was kind of trying to salvage the helicopter. And well, with, with what happened to my car and the helicopter, I figured, you know, since he's a mechanic, that'd be great use for us if he were to join us. So I, I made him continue working on the helicopter while we were there until you guys got there. And then I figured maybe we could like, he could earn his way with us. I, I may have threatened him a little bit harsher than that. Um, but I figured it'd be better than him going back to King Tao after having the helicopter die and, you know, losing to some nomad clad. And plus, we don't want him going back and letting them know, hey, the, the, these are who attacked us. So I thought it was either we put a bullet in his head or give him a job opportunity. Bear, Bear looks over at you and he, he you can see this expression of confusion and consternation just kind of wash over his face. He's like... You you did what to a Kangtao representative? You threatened him? I shot at my car! Why didn't you and just was, knock I mean, the poor bastard out? Because he was working on the helicopter and we figured that it would be good for him to keep working on the helicopter so that it didn't blow up until you guys got there to help us bring it back here. And we at the time we didn't know that it wasn't something that could be repaired at the spot. And so we figured more hands were better than none. But why would you drag him back to our camp instead of just I, knocking him out and leaving him there? Again, witnesses. I'm not concerned about witnesses. What I'm concerned about is the fact that most corpo, well, most co corpo workers have trackers inside of their heads. Shit. Did you bring them here, or did you leave them at the reclaimer camp? 
Um, they're on the truck. Oh, fuck a duck. Everybody! And uh, you see him walk away and start shouting for people to pack up. And uh, what goes over the next uh, next couple of hours is a little bit of chaos ensuing as everybody packs up their recently unpacked items and goods, the tents, the trucks and vehicles. And uh, Bear walks up to uh, to the, the, the corpo and uh, you, you see him chatting with him for a couple of minutes. And uh, after uh, after a little bit, uh, you see him kind of smack the guy in the back of the head, and both of them actually laugh. And uh, you see him hand him a backpack, a carry-all, and point, and the guy just runs. Bear looks back at you. He's like, pack up. Get your stuff back together. We need to move again. Sorry. Just be careful about what you bring back home. Got it. And he but looks we, we got the Osprey. <laughs> he looks over at you. He's like, I, I, I get that. But keep in mind, the reason that we're all here, every one of us, we're all here because we wanted freedom. The last thing that we should be doing is impressing other people. Fair point. And, and and again, I thought, you know, I, it's okay. Like, he, Arnie, he Arnie, Arnie, it's like, just, just get packed up. Will do. And uh, with that, uh, we have our crew, uh, all of our members here. Devilish Jack Holmes is able to find his way uh, probably into the back of a car to lie down and get some sleep. Uh, T-Bar's helicopter, gyrocopter, is still functional and working, so he's able to get his stuff packed up there. Um, <clears throat> Calamity, Remy, Mad Max, and Domino, the four of them would have to be packing their stuff up as well and joining other people in vehicles because uh, Domino's is not functioning. And over the course of the next day, we have our crew relocating again to a new location uh, further out from Night City. And so I'm going to jump back onto our Roll20 this is our location that we were previously at just outside of night city and in instances of being safe they have moved further out and so now the uh the oh don't need to minimize that my bad uh the repercussion for the situation is that uh quote unquote civilization is now at least two hours drive away and so the uh the repercussion for that is the increased distance okay now the next two weeks rolls around as everybody unpacks into their new camp, as everybody gets settled in their new uh, new living quarters. Uh, Jack actually receives his own tent from this situation, uh, somewhere to sleep and somewhere to eat. The rest of you still have your, well, T-Bar and Domino have their vehicles, but they have their choices to have tents set up as well. Um, but let's find out what exactly are our players going to be doing over the next two weeks. Are they going to be hustling? Are they going to be repairing, building? Are they going to be making any rolls? So let's find that out. Um, let's start off with uh, Devilish Jack Holmes. Is there anything that you want to be doing during those two weeks? Oh, uh, you're, you're muted, bud. Every stream, 
It's the curse. Every there step. we go. There we go. Um, yeah, Jack gets uh, unpacked fully, finally, and uh, finally gets around to unpacking his guitar. Pulls the um, the pocket amp out and the the memory chips and uh, is feeling a little bit creative for the first time in a long time. Doesn't know what it is. Can't quite put his finger on why that might be. Don't have a go at writing something over the course of the sort of a um, a combination of drinking with bear, sleeping, and songwriting for the for the two weeks that they're traveling. Um, this uh, for our audience is actually a pretty interesting conversation that I had with Jack. Uh, uh, for uh, for Captain Mark and myself, we both agreed that one of the uh, one of the big drawbacks of playing a tabletop game is that very often uh, only combat is focused on, only combat skills. And so uh, we both agreed that something that would be an interesting thing to roll for would actually be uh, for his um, composing. And so I'm going to have Devilish Jack Holmes roll for composing his music. So composition, uh, we've got a four. Awesome. So we've got 15. Uh, so over the course of the next couple of days, yeah, Jack Holmes is able to write down a pretty, pretty good banger. Uh, something that would definitely uh, feel along the lines of some of his older music that he's put out. Um, and uh, you had a second thing that you wanted to uh, you wanted to start doing. So go ahead and share with our audience about the second goal that you wanted to have. Um, so he approaches um, Bear about uh, sort of maybe when it's a little quieter. Everyone's kind of just before going to bed and he approaches Bear. Um, do you want me to just sort of uh, describe bit or do you want to play it out it's up to you go ahead and describe it because i've already i already gave you my my approval for that i like the idea so go ahead and tell our audience okay about it. yeah so he's going to approach uh and sort of uh, a nomad pack this size would have a, a decent men uh method of communicating probably relatively long range um and from back in the day Jack's old. He has, you know, people that he knows from when he was coming up, um, radio hosts, DJs, all unconnected to the corporate world. So like pirate radio, things like that. And he starts going through his old contacts again. And with what he's composed, starts sending out his music to these different places. Um, the first new music he's written in maybe 10 years. Um, and he suddenly sort of over the course of those two weeks as he's writing and he's, and, and bears agreed to allow him to send this data to people as far flung as like Minneapolis, Philadelphia, um, even down South towards like Mexican border, El Paso, places like that. Um, yeah, uh, pirate DJs and, and they start picking up his music and playing it on, you know, 
on the airs of these these independent and sort of uh, pirate radio stations uh, for people. I imagine the reaction was a mixture of, I, I can't believe he's still alive or uh, is this the guy that my dad's always talking about, you know? Like, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what, what he's going to start doing. Um, and actually for that, one of the things that I would like you to do is uh, please roll your charismatic impact. Let's see how the general public responds to this new stream of music. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> All right. He got a seven. Okay. So uh, for those of you who uh, may or may not be following along at home, on page 144 is the charismatic impact, uh, the range, and what they're able to do for the impact itself. And so uh, your rollability, or sorry, your rank is what? Four. Yeah, so he's at a four. Uh, his total that he got on here was a seven. And so uh, seven is actually beneath all of our required DVs. Uh, so this, uh, this music may be getting out, but uh, the only people it seems to really be reaching out to are probably some of the other nomad clans. Uh, not many uh, in-house radios are picking it up. Uh, maybe due to radio interference, maybe because people aren't tuning into that station or they only have their preferred stations. And so uh, not many folks know about this new song that he wrote, which was quite a banger. Um, yeah, so that is uh, that is a look at the actual Rocker Boy rollability, something that, that doesn't get done very often. So I'm very happy we get mm -hmm. to do that on the stream. Uh, but uh, Jack Holmes's uh, his idea was absolutely fantastic, and so I wanted to make sure that he could share it. Um, it's the idea of you know running your own pirate radio station, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, when it comes to that, uh, we'll actually be bringing that up later in other sessions. Uh, there may be opportunities to increase the broadcasting range, to increase the to improve the equipment, and so that'll be a little hook for a later time. Uh, is Excellent. Any, Sounds good. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to be doing over the course of those two weeks? Uh, no, I imagine that would be pretty much taking up all of his time. It's been a long time since he's been uh, uh, artistically motivated. So, yeah. Okay. Um, well, can you do me a really quick favor? Uh, during all of this, what I'll actually have you do, go ahead and roll a 1d6. And uh, we'll see if we can build in a little bit of hustle to get you some cash in on the side for working with the clan. Because you uh, you do have this new home. You do have folks that you're working with. Let's go ahead and roll 1d6. Uh, we've got a 1. Uh, so yeah, uh, what happened with this is that as you put out this, uh, this new song, uh, one of the other uh, members of the Snake Nation clan, another group, uh, they actually seem to enjoy some of it. And they invite you over and you play a small gig for, uh, for their family. Only about maybe 20 or 30 people, uh, but you're able to make 200 bucks. So you can go ahead and add that into your uh, your wallet. 200 bucks for uh, putting out your music and playing a small gig for another Snake Nation chapter. Uh, All right. Yeah, would have been. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Would have been the the first time he's played live in about five years at this point. So okay. it's all very new to him. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, and last thing, um, I'm going to do my best not to cry. Uh, the Our former rocker boy from my previous campaign, who has uh, sadly passed away since, 
uh, one of the things that I always had her do whenever she would roll for her uh, her rocker boy uh, hustles is that I also gave her an additional chance to see if she made any new fans. And so what I'm going to have you do right now as well is, since you got a 1, go ahead and roll 1d10. Alright, and he's got a 5. And so what I always had her do, and what I'm going to have you do, is on the last page of your uh, your character sheet, uh, let's see if we've got that in roll 20 as well. It might be the first page on roll 20. One second. There should be a notes section for you. Character sheet. It's here, it's here somewhere. I'm still trying to still trying to learn, so bio, I can actually share this. Bio and info tab. The bio and info tab edit will give you access to a text box. Okay, perfect. So bio and info, go ahead and click on the edit there. And uh, for your bio and info, you can add in uh, that you have an additional um, an additional five new fans. And so uh, this is how, uh, with our previous campaign, Azrael Knox was able to build up a cult following among the uh, among the cyber psychos and the Chromers of the Maelstrom. Uh, this is how our uh, our K-pop star built up quite a fan base. And so, Devilish Jack Holmes, you've uh, starting to slowly build up your fan base again uh, within the Nomad Tribes. So excellent work on that. Uh, let me pull this back up, and uh, we're going to roll on to T-Bar. What does T-Bar want to be doing during these two weeks? Uh, the primary thing I wanted to do was to get my gyrocopter back up to fully 100% operational. And assuming that only takes about a day if I understood right that I guess the rest of it I would spend dude trying to do my hustle which I think would only let me do it for one week yep uh, so over the course of time yeah definitely you'll be able to repair up your vehicle um, there's going to be no charges no expenses for that uh, since this is something that you'll be able to take several days on uh, you're not doing a tech roll for repairing it from scratch but uh, let's actually uh, take a look at this so that our uh, our wonderful audience, again, this is not something that most people get to see. So let me find our page on repairs. Give me one moment. Do you know the page on here or no? I can find it quickly. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking for it too. All the clicks. There we go. Vehicle repair. Uh, so our audience, if you are following with at home on page 140, uh, vehicle repair here says the DV and amount that the item takes uh, due to repair, damage, or destroyed vehicle with the tech skill uh, requires a DV of a 9, 13, or 17. Uh, the 17 is for a destroyed vehicle, and luckily T-Bar did not destroy his vehicle, so he will only have to do a major damage. And so for this, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you roll your tech. Uh, this is going to be uh, air vehicle tech, and your DV is 13 to repair it in one day. 
I was going to actually try to do the like spend extra time to make sure I do it. I believe it gives like a plus two if you spend like double the amount of time. Um, I actually do not know about that rule. I'm not totally sure, but I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll give it to you for right now. It sounds sounds reasonable. I, I don't have the page number, but uh, so I. I think I get my moto. Yeah, yeah, I add my moto to my air vehicle tech. Yeah, so you're going to roll uh, 1d10. You're going to be adding your air vehicle tech, your base tech, and your moto. And so you got a 20. So that blasts the DV out of the way. No worries for that. So you're able to get your uh, your gyrocopter repaired in a single day. Um, so that's uh, that's something that you're definitely able to do. Um, for the remainder of the week, maybe you're just that's the time you're taking up to set up your camp and set up your tent and get all of your stuff in order. Maybe you're giving a hand to, uh, to other uh, tasks. I draw, I paint some cool flames on the the side of my gyrocopter. Awesome. The flames make it go faster. I guess the next week, I guess uh, I'll spend trying to do some work there for the clan and get a little extra money. All right, perfect. Go ahead and uh, roll your 1d6 for your hustle. Let's take a look. second gotta pull up that three all right and so our nomad hustle this is over on page number uh 385 you got a three and so you were able to smuggle some small contraband so after you got your helicopter fixed up you got that awesome fast fire paint on the side uh you were able to uh to work together with a couple of other nomads and get a uh, small shipment of some contraband uh, brought into uh, maybe directly into Night City itself. And so uh, you're able to get uh, 100 eddies. So go ahead and add 100 eddies to your wallet. Is there anything else that you want to be working on during during this time? Or just getting it fixed up, doing a paint job, and getting your hustle? No, just have a couple smashes, draw some flames, and uh, that's about it. All right, sounds perfect. Uh, Calamity, uh, what is Calamity doing over the course of these two weeks? Mm, once we got settled and everything, um, I want to go into this, I want to um, go into Night City um, for my hustle. I want to. Um, I'm interested in um, trying to find a fixer to set me up with a gig. So I can, um, uh, so I can trick out my cyberware a little bit more. Since, um, what is his name? Oh, Remy. Um, see, um, he has a long, long, a uh, big old laundry list of everything that he needs to have done. Um, he's ta- um, uh, he just, um, it just doesn't seem to me that he has time to, to work on the stuff that I, um, that I would like. So um, whether it be getting um, a fixer, um, uh, going to the um, uh, to the, um, uh, the hot uh, the hot spot, um, uh, whatever bar, and try to find a fixer, or maybe get into some blood sport. Ooh, blood sport. Okay. Idle hands. <laughs> Idle's hands are the devil's tools. Uh, definitely, yeah. If you uh, if you want to go ahead and roll a one d six for me. And we can see what kind of hustle you were able to pull off when you got back into the city. 
come right up. Okay, so we've got a four. So uh, for the first one, uh, yeah, you were able to uh, you were able to get some some quote unquote blood sport, I guess. You were hired out as muscle for a fixer. Uh, and so uh, what we can actually say on here is your newly established connection uh, with the, uh, the Aldecaldos and with Silver, you were able to get hired on uh, by Silver to help replace the missing Nomad member. Um, you're actually able to get some additional info from that as well. So go ahead and roll me uh, Perception, Human Perception. Or sorry, just regular Perception. One second. No problem. A 20. Excellent. Uh, so you're able to find out while working uh, with Silver and the Aldecaldos. Uh, what you're actually hired in for is making sure that the uh, the shipment that was being brought in from this uh, eastern, eastern transfer gets in nice and safely. Uh, you find out that uh, what was going on is they were transporting around a cow of some kind. Uh, you were unable to see this cow. You were unable to find out exactly why they were transporting a cow all around the east. Uh, but you were able to help get the, uh, the vehicle in safely. Uh, you found out, regrettably, that uh, one of the nomads that they had on their team uh, was, was killed. And so that's why they had called in for some additional support and additional help to make sure that the shipment was safely taken care of. Um, and you are able, over the course of that week, to get 100 eddies. Okay. And now the, uh, the second week, uh, what would you want to do? Do you want to do another hustle or do you want to do something else? Mm, I'd be doing another hustle. Um, uh, actually, try looking for more, more of actual blood sport. Maybe a um, uh, like a cage match. Okay. I'd like to crack some skulls. Crack some skulls. All right. Um, well, go ahead and uh, I'll give you an option here. Uh, we'll see what you would prefer. Do you want to try and roll for a? Uh, hustle directly on here to see if you get into any kind of blood sports or do you want to try and make a luck roll to see if you're able to get into combat mm. let's go for option two okay um go ahead and roll me a 1d10 and uh what is your current luck score or sorry what's your uh, base roll ability for luck so my luck is three. Okay, so go ahead and roll one d10. Coming right up. All right, eight. Um, so this is a piece of information. I actually learned this, um, I believe, from watching uh, Mike Pondsmith himself doing, do doing some tabletop runs. Um, is that when you are making a luck check, what you are doing is you are actually trying to see if you roll underneath your luck stat. And so the luck check here, she got an 8, which is sadly not underneath her uh, luck check. So she did find a fight, but regrettably, Calamity lost that fight. 
Um, now, I'm not going to be super penalizing you and taking away 100 eddies, uh, but you did find a fight, and sadly you lost that fight. Um, these things happen. And uh, if mm -hmm. our... Uh, if our audience is actually curious, there are ways that you can directly roleplay out these fights. Uh, our previous scream sheet that we put out about uh, two months ago was all about Night City Entertainment. And so Night City Entertainment, we introduced Chainsaw Battles. And these Chainsaw Battles have an arena that we made with uh, Red Dragon, and all of it's posted on Cyberpunk Uncensored. So you folks can go and find that on there for a nice arena setting, as well as a description and location for where all of this can be happening. And yes, as, uh, <laughs> as Vampire Bite says, effing chats for dreads. We will miss you, dreads. You're only with us for a couple of sessions, but you shall be missed. Um, pour one out for our, um, for our lost homie. Pour one out for our lost homie. Uh, so here we've got uh, we've got uh, Jack Holmes working on the radio station, getting a little concert in. We've got T-Bar who fixed up, painted up his gyrocopter and got some smuggling done. Uh, Calamity was able to get some more information from the Aldecaldos and got in a little bit of a gig with them for protection. And regrettably went out and got herself into a fight that she did not succeed with. Now, what is Remy Johnson doing? So Remy is uh, going to spend the first week uh, doing a hustle because he, he needs to make some money. He, he came into the clan pretty uh, pretty empty pocketed. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a one d six then. We'll see what our uh, our tech hustle will be. So we got a four. So tech hustle did some modifications or repairs to some cyber tech. And so on here, maybe what happened is, is that uh, T-Bar was looking and interested and maybe taking that cyber deck that you guys saw earlier, but decided against it. You guys were able to get some cyber tech scrapped from uh, from the uh, King Tao security forces. And uh, what you were asked to do, Remy, is that as all of this was brought in, you were asked to kind of repair and take care of this stuff, get it back into working order. And so that's what you were doing, uh, working for the Snake Nation for the week. And so you've got, uh, from that, you've got 100 eddies. So you can add that into your wallet. Now, luckily, uh, oh, hold on one second. Uh, luckily for T-Bar, he is able to repair his own vehicle, so Remy does not have to do the repairs on that vehicle. Um, Domino will have a chance as well to repair his vehicle, uh, so you will not have to worry about repairing his vehicle either. So what would you like to do for your second week? Uh, so then for my second week, uh, Remy's always been a bit of a tinkerer, and... Uh, he he uh, was talking with one of the with one of the nomads who uh, informed him of this particularly uh, nasty extract from a cactus plant that he was he was wondering if he could maybe uh, fashion into a, an explosive of some sort. So he's gonna he's gonna attempt to uh, fabricate a, a biotoxin grenade. All right, so this gets us into a very uh, very complicated set of roles that definitely uh, I've never seen them on a stream before. So let's jump into that. 
So fabrication, what is fabrication? Fabrication is creating an existing item using your tech rolls. And to make this item, you roll your tech plus your tech skill that the item is, uh, is in league with. So I'll let you do that with either demolitions or weapons tech, whichever one's higher, I'll let you roll with that. Um, and then finally, your rank in the speciality, so how many ranks he has in fabrication, and then you roll a 1d10 with all of those. So let's start this off from the top. We've got, um, let me pull up my calculator. Uh, what is your tech skill? What's your tech? Uh, eight. All right, so we've got an eight. Um, which are you going to use, weapons tech, or are you going to use demolitions? Going to go with weapons tech. Okay, uh, for your weapons tech, what is your skill for that? Six. All right. Uh, next up is our uh, rank in the speciality. So how many ranks have you put into fabrication? Two points. All right, so we've got an additional two. And now uh, what you are going to do is you're going to roll 1d10 plus 16. You've got 16 total in addition. And the character sheet in roll 20 does that for you if you click on the fabricate. Yeah, plus there's the uh, the plus two from the tech scan as well. Oh, okay. You have the plus two, and you also have the plus two from chat. We had that from uh, Ward Daniels, so thank you, Ward. Uh, so yeah, roll your uh, fabrication, and then we're going to be adding four. So that's going to put you at a 22. Excellent. Okay, so what item are you making again? You said biotoxin? Uh, biotoxin grenade, yep. All right, so uh, for those who are interested, the rules for fabrication, upgrading, and invention, as well as the time, is located on page 149. Um, now, uh, how much does a biotoxin grenade uh, cost? 500 entities. All right, so that would be a uh, expensive item, correct? Yep. All right. So he passed the DV. Remember that you need to exceed a DV. It's not meets beats. It's meets is defeated. So he needs to pass a 21 to get this item, which he successfully did with all of his pluses on there. So you had the plus four. So thank you, Ward Daniels. You just saved Remy from wasting thank a week. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and uh, that took you a full week to do. So you were successfully able to make a biotoxin grenade. You can add that into your inventory. Um, now it says on here, the text must purchase the materials of one price category lower. So if it was 500 bucks, the next uh, price category underneath that is going to be 100 eddies. So when you add that in, you're going to take off 100 eddies from your wallet. And uh, I hope that helps some of our uh, audience members. Uh, as Mad, uh, Mad Mags or Vampire Bites pointed out, this is something that's kind of stewed into the roll 20. Uh, but a lot of folks don't really break down how the tech rollability works. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to look at it piece by piece, uh, just like we did for Devilish Jack Holmes, just like we were doing for our other players. So thank you, Remy, for giving us an opportunity to do that. Um, Please don't hit me with that grenade. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. What is the cyberpunk equivalent to a rat flail? Oh god, a rat flail? That is a terrifying thought. Um 
Maybe it's a biotoxin uh, light melee weapon. I don't know. <laughs> I know I wouldn't want to be hit by it, though. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you again to uh, to uh, Ward Daniels. And I actually see in here on our re reward request queue, uh, there is still a plus two left over from me from last, uh, last uh, session that uh, Rob was running. So we still have another plus two left over. And uh, that can be used by Mad Mags, depending on what you want to do. So what is it that Mad Mags is going to be doing for these two weeks? Um, so uh, <clears throat> for two reasons, I have not actually selected which two pharmaceuticals I'm capable of crafting. Okay. Uh, one is because I didn't see a space for it on the uh, Roll20 sheet, and I also... Uh, missed that section when I was reading through it. Uh, the other reason is I only want one right now because I want to save the second one for when uh, the Drugs of Red is is available. I'm sorry, uh, I'm taking so long on that. <laughs> so I, I'm going to spend um, one week doing a side hustle. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your, uh, your 1d6. Let me pull that table up. I think that's the bad one. Uh, let's see. What did you get? You got a six. Uh, you are a. Do, do, do. You are a medtech six. Uh, no, that's actually not a bad one at all. So on here it says that you designed and delivered medicines or street drugs to a client. Uh, so uh, what you were doing for the week is you were just working with the Snake Nation. Uh, you were working with your partner, uh, who is also your co-worker i guess um you were working with your partner and uh what's up partner partner in all in all definitions of the term gotcha uh so partner in all definitions of the term you were working with your partner and you were uh working on making things like uh uh well of course speed heal probably some stims stuff like that and uh you were able to get that batch out uh, total income that you made for this first week is 100 eddies. Okay, and what would you like to do for your second week? Oh, uh, you're muted. Second week is going to be spent on research for um, a, a new pharmaceutical that is basically... A chloroform type thing, a knockout drug. Uh, so actually, um, interesting that you bring that up. Uh, when you look at our, um, goodness gracious, sorry. <clears throat> uh, when you look at uh, the core rulebook, one of the things that we have uh, inside the core rulebook is that you can actually create sleep ammunition. And uh, one of the things that I discussed with my previous group. Uh, Again, it was uh, Evelina, who's sadly passed away. One of the things that she'd mentioned with her backup character is she wanted to make a med tech who actually created like certain types of ammunitions, but as medicine. And so this is something that I've actually discussed with her before uh, for creating literally like a knockout drug. Um, it would be equivalent to the sleep ammunition. Um, and what it would do is it kind of impairs you or requires the resist torture and drug check. Otherwise, you're passed out for a full minute. 
Um, so if you would like to make that, you can. Would you be interested right. in doing so? Yeah, we'll, we'll put that. So um, it's for the air pipe, oh, same as Speed Hill and the other pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll put that in and I will probably be using the uh, luck bonus. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, this breaks down uh, the medtech rollability, which I wish I could have used some more in your game. I'm so sad that that fell apart, but uh, it, it is what it is. Um, so for a medtech for pharmaceuticals, uh, what happens is is that a medtech uses their time to create pharmaceuticals, uh, and they roll against a DB13 medical tech check in order to properly make it. Uh, when the medtech does make these doses, they make a number of doses equal to their pharmaceutical level, and it costs them 200 eddies, and it will uh, take roughly an hour, as it says on here. Um, now, one of the things that's going to be changing a little bit, uh, as Vampire Bites pointed out, is the drugs red. It's something that I'm working on right now. It's going to be a little slow to come out my apologies because uh, we've started up our school year again um but one of the things that we'll be doing in there is adding in new pharmaceuticals and new street drugs that can be made using either chemistry checks tech checks medical pharmaceutical checks a bunch of different ways to make these drugs and so once that's out uh we can actually get these specifics from there and then we can update that on your sheet Okay. Uh, so for right now, what you're going to do is you're going to roll against the 13. So you're going to, uh, let's see, we're going to make a tech medical tech check. Pharmaceutical, yeah, it's tech plus pharmaceuticals plus cryosystems, which yeah. is not a button in roll 20. Of course not. <laughs> and then you have the, uh, the plus two. Oh, yeah, I forgot to add that in. So 20. All good. Yeah, so you're able to get uh, two doses of this uh, this knockout drug in an air hypo. Um, and so those two doses, it's going to cost you 200 eddies, uh, so you can take that out of your wallet and add in the uh, two sleep drugs that you've created. Two knockout drugs. Um, what are those called? Tranquilizers. Um, there we go. Tranquilizers. Oh, no. Captain Mark had an excellent idea there. Maybe uh, Sarah Rounds. Babysitter rounds. Well, these are these are going into an air hypo, so it's not really something yeah. you're shooting. Uh, but you True. can call it like the babysitter if you want. That's fine. I like that too. Thank you for that. <laughs> that is on my sheet. Um, and even one hour takes away from uh, being able to do a second uh, week of. So sadly, that wraps me. All right. um, oh, um, I'm going to try once to fix my med tech scanner. Um, it's the same role, but I think it would probably be a TV 17. Uh, well, how much does a uh, med scanner work or cost? Oh, it's a, it's a regular repair. Yeah. Uh, they are a thousand. Okay, so item repair. What happens with this? So 1,000, what is that in our price brackets? 
Very expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Okay, so um, if our audience is interested in following along, page 140, item repair. Uh, very expensive requires DV24 check. Uh, never mind. And it requires two weeks of time. So never item mind. repair is pretty, pretty difficult. Um, a little bizarre. Uh, this is actually a conversation I had with a with a, a former member of Cyberpunk Uncensored's Discord. Um, let's see if I can actually uh, pull up their name because I would like to give them credit. They really helped me out a lot. Um, it was Keladriel. Keladriel. Um, they were helping me out a lot at the very beginning for making the uh, the different checks and DVs for the vehicles of red, and they actually pointed out the big massive difference between a vehicle repair, which costs infinitely more in money but requires a lower tech check and a lower time check, versus item repair, which is for smaller things and takes higher DVs and more time. So uh, that was something that I tried balancing out in our uh, vehicles of red. But uh, if you're interested in getting that repaired, uh, you can try paying somebody, or you can ask Remy to do it if there's a, a two-week gap at any point in time again in the future. Um, that being said, uh, let's say you use that second week, you continue working on manufacturing stuff and taking care of taking care of folks uh you see calamity come back and calamity came back with instructions to uh to hose her off um after uh, after assisting out the eldacaldos uh you're not exactly sure why but they say that she needs to be fully hosed off just in case and it's put down in air quotes um and so you you take care of that you make sure that her and all of her equipment are clean you make the uh, pharmaceuticals you make your own sleeper drugs and uh, it's a pretty productive two weeks you also help her when she comes back from her failed fight. <laughs> Less of a hose off, more of a let's lie down. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Domino, uh, what are you going to be doing for your two weeks? Well, I have several things that I'd like to do. Um, the first is going to be repairing my car. But before we get into one of the things that I saw in um, in the session where dreads died is i kind of like the idea of what was done with the hustles is where the players would roll for it and then come up with the idea for what they did on their hustle based on what they rolled and then go through and talk about it so would it be okay if i uh kind of narrate what my hustle is after yeah, i roll it that's perfectly fine yeah okay cool um but that that's going to be my second week the first week i definitely want to get my car fixed and uh do some RP stuff with uh, mags and pretty much everybody else. Uh, and, and I'll get into that in a moment. But first, I want to try to repair my car. It's gonna, I'm going to put two luck into this. Okay. Yeah, mags, uh, mags ate up my, uh, my luck check from last week. So let's actually let's take that off. All right, all completed. All right, and uh, since I know Rob is still watching, uh, Rob, I have now cleaned out our uh, reward request queue. That's all fixed up, so we are all set. All right, so here goes. Yep, you got and it. You said it was 17, so my, my baby's back together. <laughs> yeah, so uh, vehicle repair, uh, again, for our audience watching, page 140, vehicle repair. If it is a destroyed vehicle... Uh, what a nomad can do is the nomad can take one of two options. 
Number one is they can take a full week to repair it themselves to DV17. Or, and you guys can check this out in the Core Rulebook or in the Vehicles of Red, they can give it to their Nomad Camp, who will take a couple of days to fix it up, charge you 500 bucks, and you also lose some reputation with your Nomad Clan. So the fact that Domino is using his time is kind of his payment, so he doesn't pay cash, doesn't pay with his reputation. Uh, so that's something that I always thought was kind of interesting and was kind of cool. Um, so thank you, Domino. You've got your vehicle all fixed up. Uh, go ahead, and uh, what would you like to do for your second week? Right. So that is going to be... Let, let's see what the hustle comes up with. So it is a three, which was the <clears throat> smuggled some small contraband. So what I didn't actually smuggle contraband out for the clan. I, I went around to the clan because, again, I wanted to kind of restore my image with the clan, especially after the, the faux pas that Bear educated me on. And so I went around and I took inventory of items that everybody would like me to pick up for them. And I took the shopping list and I went and picked up said items. While doing so, I snagged a copy of um, Jack's new song to play on the way. And everywhere that I stopped to pick up these items for everybody, I dropped off his song to maybe get some more people listening to it to more check it out. I definitely got a copy of it over to Didi in case she hadn't heard it yet. And just because, again, I wanted to, he and I kind of got off on the wrong foot. And I, I still don't, I think he's too old to be with us. But, I, you know, this song is great. And may, maybe he has more value than I thought initially. And so uh, definitely want to help get him some, maybe some fan base. And uh, the other is on my way back after getting everything dropped off. So I think that was 100 eddies that I was able to pick up. But I immediately... When I get back, I beeline to Mags and uh, Callie, and I'm like, hey, so uh, I just picked up on this uh, smuggle session. I got Ali Katz's new video. So we finally have a new thing to watch. When do we want to have our next group movie night? Oh, well, we'll, we'll do it on Thursday, just like always. Sounds we'll good. We'll see you then. Uh, would you like to inform our wonderful audience here uh, which video you got? We have a the, nice uh, Yes, it was one that was mentioned last week. It was I, I can't remember the guy's name, but is three twin or the three twin sisters? Three twin sisters. I don't know that one. I've I've got our list here: the the whips, chains, and hand grenades, the undead will rise, and steel and lace. There were two new ones that were mentioned last week. Oh, I um, did not catch those. Yes. And one, one of them involved, it, it was uh, Triplet Sisters, and that sounded like a good lot of fun. And so I think Mags and I will have a lot of fun watching that with Callie. I also right. picked up some, uh, some kibble popcorn, so. Delicious. Um, and actually, um, so you said these are brain dances, right? Yes. 
Um, so this is another thing that is almost never, ever, ever brought up in any, um, any whatchamacallit, any sessions or anything along those lines that I have seen is the actual use of Night City Entertainment. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of our stream that uh, when it comes to our uh, six characters here, they're not paying anything for housing. They're not paying anything for food because that comes from their nomad nation. So the things that they want to do for their, uh, their, their pleasure or their downtime or what they want to do for enjoyment, they actually have to pay for these. And so for this one, um, Domino, that's going to be 20 eddies uh, for the brain dance. And for the food, that's going to be 10 eddies. So for your nice brain dance movie night, that'll be 30 eddies. Got it. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out again for our audience. Um, I'm trying to do my best to bring in all these different pieces because I know as a GM, uh, it, it's really helped me out a lot when, especially at the beginning, uh, Rob was always explaining the different roles and he and his uh, his other crewmates on the fallout 2d20 they're doing the same right now and i absolutely love getting those pieces of information because as an upcoming player as an upcoming gm it always helps uh so thank you actually to all of our members here for being patient with me um trying to elaborate and explain these out so thank you guys as well as for the opportunity to assist our viewers with that uh, so, Domino, 100%. go ahead and continue. Yeah, so after after I get everything dropped off, I then, uh, hey, hey, I knock on uh, Mags' door. Hey, you got a minute? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, um, I I have this idea that I think would be really good, and I, I don't know if it's something that you can do or the your, uh, the person that is helping teach you things, but I, I think you and I need to go talk to, um, Mama Snyder, uh, because I, I think, uh, what would help us is if we maybe had a group therapy session, maybe not right now, but in, in general, maybe we could get something put together that, um, cause I know that I, I don't want to lose myself and, uh, I, I love this cyberware, but I, I definitely feel less of who I was. And definitely that encounter with that tech was something that probably could have gone better if I wasn't so angry about what had happened. And, and I think, I think others in our group, um, along the lines of maybe Calamity and Jack, to not name names, but name names would also benefit from something of this sort, um, so I, 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 I don't know much about it. I, I don't know if you do, but I figure if we talk to Mama Snyder, she could help point us in the right direction. I mean, group therapy is great for hashing out interpersonal communications. Which I think, I, think we need. I, I, I think that would be beneficial. But as far as staying in touch with who you are, that's a one-on-one -on -one therapy. And the... The, the the you know the cyber psychosis drugs are you know separate and you know that that's a real one-on-one -on -one thing and I haven't done enough study to properly administer those. That makes total sense, but uh, maybe you know somebody who would be able to help with that, or maybe if you, if you don't, 
or if you maybe you and Mama Snyder could help find somebody for that, because I think that would be beneficial for me and definitely Calamity. Maybe Jack too. Yeah, I'm gonna need it at some point myself. Um, right. I need to. I need to work on a um, a homeopathic solution to Biotechnica's chemical compound. I wonder. <laughs> She'll start rambling off on different uh, herbal concoctions that have similar qualities, but none of which are right. But yeah, so she'll just start going through Latin names for plants, and, and, and Domino will chime in and be like, "Mags, Mags, that's that that's." Um, I, I'm talking here. You're talking up here, and you're going over there. And I need you to come back over here, right, 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 down sorry. to here. So no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I know. I know it's what you do, and normally it's okay. But uh, I, I think. But yeah, I think. No, I I think you know. Holly could probably lead us in a regular group therapy to hash out, you know, interpersonal communications and relationships. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. As a team, we, we do need to get along better. Yeah. That, that last, that last mission kind of proved that. But yeah. 100%. Like I almost blew up like five times. Five. But you didn't. I didn't. This is how I have this name. Though I never I never win Rochambeau. You don't get to call Rochambeau anymore. I mean, yeah, you do, but uh, for any of our audience members who uh, may not be native English speakers, do you wanna do you wanna explain what Rochambeau is? Rock, paper, scissors. That's one very PG version. Do you wanna share the We're, we're doing the PG. I do not because Domino would not play that one because he would always lose that one for sure. Okay. <laughs> for our non-native English speakers, Rochambeau is also rock, paper, scissors, or paper, scissors, stone, as they say over here in Asia. And uh, the rated R version of uh, Rochambeau is you kick each other in the groin until somebody passes out. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> one is definitely a little bit easier to play. I, 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 when I say Rochambeau, I very explicitly mean uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Very much. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah. So you've got uh, you've got the that that earworm or the the idea now in uh, in Mad Mag's uh, head about looking into uh, into possible group therapy. So it's something that you guys could work on together. Um, and I don't have the 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 the, the main medic at the camp. Uh, my mentor. I don't have his name on a character sheet, but I would list him off as somebody that might be uh, capable for regular uh, psychotherapy. Awesome. And yeah, I'll, I'll go to Mama Snyder with that and be like, "Hey, Mama, you busy?" Did you want to role play that out or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What What's up? Um. So, Mag Mags doesn't really have the skill for this yet, but would also benefit from it. And I, I think everybody in the crew would. 
Um, I think, well, two things is I think one, we, we should work on uh, who would we talk to about getting therapy so that we don't lose ourselves to our cybernetics um, and just the shit that we have to deal with. Because I, I think that um, maybe I could have been better on that last mission um, if I had therapy. And, and, and two, maybe see about uh, a, a group therapy session for this crew so that we don't want to be at each other's throats or have the age differences that we have with some of them. Or at least have those not be as much of a gap. Okay. Well, it's something that I can look into, sweetie. I'm, I'm not sure... I'm not sure about the the group therapy. That's uh, it's not something I've ever really done or been part of. But we can look into that. Awesome. I, and plus, I think it would be good just not for not just for our my the the crew that I'm with, but in in general for the whole uh, for the whole pack to have different little group therapies to help unicohesiveness. That's the right word, right? Uh. Yeah, unit cohesion, uh, uh, just a deeper understanding. Um, hold on one second. Um, but uh, that, that's something that I'm not sure everybody's going to want to look into. I, I know it might might help us with, with Snake Nation, but with some of the other groups, they're, uh, they're not all that receptive about, uh, you know, hugs and, and, and kumbayas. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be stuff. It hopefully wouldn't be stuff like that either. I'm, I'm definitely well, but yeah, okay, cool. But I, I just, I wanted, I wanted to put that bug in your ear too. So, yeah, I'll look into that. I'll, I'll get back to you about it. Uh, it's definitely something interesting. I know, uh, I know there's some folks over in over in the city, and there, there might even be some folks among Snake Nation itself that, uh, they're, they're working on, on creating some, uh. I wouldn't call it mind-altering substances, but you know, some stuff that really opens you up to uh, to new ideas and each other shrooms? and the universe. And uh, I've heard it could be pretty crazy. Like but shrooms? Not shrooms, but something to something to make people a little bit more receptive about uh, who who they are. You know, uh, more, okay. more introspective. And so I'll, I'll keep you updated if we get any info on that. In, in true that that's the word inside themselves right yes okay um and i'll talk i'll talk to you later right now we're uh we're, we're heading out we're, we're we're actually about to go to one of those awesome little drive-ins that they that they have down south so uh we'll, we'll catch up with you later bye domino and click she Wait. turns off the agent oh kind of hard to drive a motorcycle at the same time as talking on a phone but she yep. did it yeah a little little group peyote session lsd oh my god what they make internal agents uh yeah that's probably probably what she was she was utilizing uh but yes yeah, so we've got our uh we've got our six members we've got our uh two-week layover and all these uh all these little things that they're running and uh what domino's talking about right now or specifically what uh violent neon's talking about right now is uh part of what i wanted to add into our drugs of red actually after talking with not only violent neon but also vampire bites 
is uh, looking at therapy drugs or therapy medicines that can be used um, instead of players having to dedicate an entire week maybe they find these drugs it does less uh less therapy or it does or costs more something to figure out in the future uh but it's something to look forward to if the drugs are red um and uh domino is there anything else uh no it's brain dance time with mags and Callie. all right sounds good and alley cats and Sorry. alley cats yes um, and this is where uh, I'm going to uh, put us on our uh, bio break. Uh, when we come back in, we will move on from our two-week uh, rolls and hiatus and all the uh, fancy book information and all the numbers. And uh, when we come back, we'll be taking a look at our next step. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see all of you in about five to ten minutes. And uh, stay tuned.
ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for your patience. Um, Remy actually looked into something for us. Uh, really appreciate, uh, really appreciate that. So go ahead and uh, share with our audience about what you found about what T-Bar was discussing earlier. Yeah, so on uh, page 130 of the core rulebook, uh, Chuggy was mentioning uh, something about taking extra time to get a bonus to your role. Uh, and it says here that uh, if you set a, set a time to uh, do something, if you take four times as long to do it, you get a plus one to your, your skill check. Yep. Um, and so on here, uh, if, uh, if our audience uh, checks out page 130, uh, the specific section he's talking about, it's just titled Taking Extra Time, so that's a plus one. Um, there's also a table here for negative modifiers, and this is something for GMs to keep in mind, about all of the different negatives that can affect the task. But the GM also needs to keep in mind that many players are also carrying items that give them pluses. So for Mad Mags, if Mad Mags has uh, the tech scanner working, that'll give a plus two. Or if you have a medical bag, that's a plus two. Or if uh, Remy has a tech scanner, that's a plus two. So there's tons of different ways you can modify uh, the actual actions and the skill checks. Um, and it's something that you need to keep in mind, not only as a player, but also as a GM. But thank you very much, Remy, for looking into that for us. Uh, so it's four times the time is a plus, excuse me, a plus one to your bonus. And there are always item bonuses as well. So just for further clarification, with my role to fix my car, mm -hmm. if I had taken a month, I could have gotten a plus one. <laughs> for something like that, that's a week long, yes. Um, usually a lot, I know a lot of these kinds of things for skill checks, especially since, of course, most of our audience and probably most of our players came from D&D &D experience. Uh, quote-unquote, taking a 20 uh, is uh, the kind of term that this is based off of, and taking a 20 is when you spend an entire minute or two minutes instead of just one round to complete a task. Um, when it comes to Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk uses three-second rounds. So if you were to take that extra time, it would be four rounds gives you a plus one to your check. Um, if it's something like fixing something that takes a week, uh, it would be kind of uh, kind of useless uh, to spend an entire month fixing a car when your base success is already a 14, a plus 14. Uh, so it's just another thing to keep in mind. There's always different aspects of this. Instead of for the plus one, try four times. If you, you have, since it takes a week, you could try four times to get that as opposed to one plus one chance. Or, of course, you could all always go on to uh, Twitch and live stream your sessions and get plus twos from the audience. That's always an option as well. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, worth eight play. rounds. Ooh. Speaking of rules clarifications, yes. Um, the pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. the total you can make is your full medic medicine tech skill, which is... Um, Pharmaceuticals plus cryosystems. So it's it mags made three of oh, the three. of okay. the of the tranquilizers. Right, yeah, because you have a one in cryosystems, which grants you the cryo bag or Yep. Is that what, what it's called? Pump. Cryo bag? It well it's the pump that, that matters. Pump. Right, yeah. Um and not a uh, full tank. 
yeah, the the cryo pump uh, that we're discussing for any people in the uh, in the audience who are curious. A cryo pump is literally a sealable body bag with like a CO two or an air pump attached to it uh, that you can transport around. It's kind of kind of interesting. Uh, just remember, be careful because I did once see a stream where a medic broke out their cryopump in the middle of combat, and somebody shot the cryopump and destroyed the cryopump, and it cost them a thousand eddies to replace it. So, uh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I see, I see a little bit of chat on our Roll20. Mentor name, Professor Tanner Williams, handle Doc Brown. Awesome. Great Scott. <laughs> Um, so, uh, thank you everybody in our audience for sitting tight with us as we went through our rules clarifications and checking. As I mentioned in our chat, for those on YouTube who may be watching, um, I'm hoping to try and make this a little bit more uh, user-friendly or new player-friendly for a lot of our audience. Uh, we have wonderful GMs with us, like GM Gomi, we have uh, GM uh, Robert Mulligan, we've had uh, GM uh, Reservoir Panda, and during a lot of these sessions, they just kind of roll through, because the players and the GMs already know what's expected of them. Uh, for our campaign, at least for today's session, I want to try and give a little bit more background information for our audience, uh, just in case any uh, viewers are upcoming GMs. I hope today's session has helped. Um, that being said, uh, today's session, we are actually going to be using uh, something that I have shouted out in the past. Uh, they are the perchance generators that I have worked on creating over the last few weeks, and I have been getting some wonderful feedback about, and so I'm going to list those in our chat. Uh, so that our other GMs or other players who might be interested in using these can take a look uh, because we're going to be using them. Um, the two weeks have passed. You all have fixed up your vehicles. You've taken care of your medical needs, your personal needs. Uh, Devilish Jack Holmes, as he already mentioned, uh, he's able to heal up all of the damage that he did take from the previous session without any medical intervention, which is pretty excellent. Um, and for all of you, uh, the assumption is, is that after combat was over, that Mad Max would have used that time to stabilize those of you who were in, the, uh, in any vehicles, uh, who got whiplash or anything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, that's just another little clarification for everybody. Uh, so the whiplash is gone. You don't have to worry about that critical injury. That was two sessions ago. Feels like forever. Um, but... That being said, our two weeks has elapsed, and uh, Bear at this point uh, comes up to uh, comes up to T Bar, and uh, Bear 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 rolls up to him and says, uh, uh, "Hey T Bar, I've uh, got a bit of a bit of a conundrum that I need help with. Uh, can you can you help me out here?" What's a conundrum? Uh, well, I've got a bit of a problem. Um, we've got. A shipment of goods that uh, that kind of went off the map. Uh, there was apparently uh, I was told by the all the caldos they they found some kind of underground bunker or something along those lines. Uh, I've only heard rumors about these before, but there was some goods in there that were that were apparently taken by some Raff and Shiv, and uh, well, these goods could really help us out. 
And so I was wondering if, if you could take a quick bird's eye view of the area that we think this stuff might be, uh, might be held out in, and uh, we might be able to go in and pick up some really helpful, really helpful stuff. Would you be willing to do that for me? Just, just a quick bird's eye view, just check stuff out. Yeah, sure. Count me in. All right. Um, I'll, uh, I'll send you out with, uh, well, you can pick whoever you want, uh, but I'm going to give you some camera equipment so that you can take some photos while you're out there. All right. No problem. And, uh, so, uh, bear, uh, bear loads up his, uh, T-Bar's gyrocopter and, uh, T-Bar, who would you like to bring with you? It can be any of our six crew or you can bring an NPC with you. Oh, I don't, I don't know, spotting stuff to me. Calamity seemed to spot a lot of stuff last time, so I guess I would bring Calamity. All right. And so, uh, Calamity, uh, you're loaded up onto the, uh, onto the gyrocopter with T-Bar and this camera equipment, and uh, the two of you set out. And from where you are all at, I'm going to jump back out to the world map really quick. Where you are all at, uh, it seems to be quite a distance that you have to that you have to cover, uh, because the location that was sent to you was pretty far out. Uh, this location, one second, this location was uh, southeast of where you guys were at. Um, the main camp, as we've established, is this red dot right over here. So this red dot. Let me do select move. So this is our main camp here. <clears throat> but the information that you find out is actually that uh, this location is somewhere out here. Uh, they've sent you out north of Phoenix, straight west of Night City. And uh, it seems to be quite a distance, something that would be uh, pretty difficult to cover in a car. And so that's why uh, T-Bar and whomever he is requested to take uh, were requested to head out there. And so, uh, T-Bar, you have an aerial vehicle, which means that you don't have to worry about going along all of these different routes because it would take a much longer period of time. And instead, you are flying out there. And so, yep, I'm going to pop up my, my little measuring tool here. Uh, the total distance that you've been asked to cover is right around 700 kilometers. Uh, it will take you several hours to get out there flying. So we've got one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight. So it's going to be eight hours of flight. Am I going to need to refuel during that time? That seems like it would be more than one. I mean, I don't know that much about helicopters, but. Uh, so that's actually something that we can bring up. So give me one second. That's actually a good point. Um, you are in an aerial vehicle. You don't have to worry about taking the roads. So you should actually be able to travel faster. So give me one second. Supercar, cyberbike, not rocket. The gyrocopter, right? Yep, gyrocopter. <laughs> Yacht, gyrocopter. There we go. Yep. Yeah, it's not very far. Yeah. So, um, speed. The speed that you can travel is 161 kilometers per hour. So that'll be 700 divided by 161. So it'll take you about four hours to get out there. When it comes to your range, though, your range is very, very short. So it's only 80 kilometers. So you're only able to go for about 
45 minutes before you have to stop. So what you've been sent out with is you've been sent out with extra fuel to help you cover that distance. No problem. Um, so for uh, those of you who are curious about what I, what the heck I'm talking about, um, Operation Streisand Effect. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are curious about what I'm talking about, we're taking a look at Vehicles of Red. And so Vehicles of Red were on page number 19. Uh, one of the things that was put in the core rulebook is just the basics about each of the vehicles. But in the Vehicles of Red, we have chassis, speed, vehicle type, combat speed, different types of engines, seating, storage capacity, range, SDP, SP, price, uh, ability to find it in markets, as well as interface and a little description. So there's a lot of extra info in our uh, vehicles of red. If you folks are interested in finding that, it's over on cyberpunkuncensored.com. Uh, now, you are setting out, uh, both you and Calamity, it takes you about four and a half, maybe five hours to get out this distance. And as you are traveling this distance, uh, you are finding, uh, hold on one second, uh, you find uh, the coordinates that they have sent are quite a bit off the beaten path. Uh, it's on a small side road, just north of the main road. And uh, what you see as you cross this distance is this um one second uh so if you guys check this out on twitch i don't have enough storage space on my uh, on my roll 20 my apologies uh so you see this right here um as you are passing over and uh calamity what i'm gonna need you to do right now is please roll on your character sheet this is going to be i believe a composition check for taking photographs and pictures So can you roll composition for me? Oh, one second. Sorry, our uh, our roll twenty feet is not showing up on our uh, our Twitch right now, so I have to switch tabs. Um. So uh, composition. Sorry about that. That's under education? Yep. Yeah, so education skills, and this is under composition. So composition is used for writing, photographing, all of that fun stuff. And so uh, you got a 13. Uh, so you're able to get several pictures of this... Uh, of this building here and what you're able to specifically get pictures of is you're able to see something that's on top of the actual uh, building itself so here i'm going to zoom in and uh, i'm going to leave that there for our uh, twitch and uh, you're able to figure out kind of what's there on your own i'm going to let you try and uh, gather that from the picture here of the pictures you have taken um, you guys spend the next four hours and you get back and uh, these are the pictures that you are able to supply to bear and so bear I do. Over... oh what's up i was just gonna jokingly uh take a picture of my butt and include it in there with the pictures for bear just randomly all right let me google man butt picture hold on no i'm not gonna put that on our stream this isn't rated x uh... 
<laughs> it was just for Bear. Yes. Just for Bear. And so uh, Bear gets a wonderful picture of your butt. Um, that's going to be the first picture in the roll that, uh, that you give to him. And uh, the next pictures are right here. And so after another four hours, it's been about um, eight or nine hours of total flight. You guys get back. And uh, T-Bar, you're a little tired, but at the same time, uh, well, how else are you feeling after nine hours, eight to nine hours of flight? I, I imagine before the flight, I picked up like some synth coke to do along the way, make sure I could stay up. Synth coke. All right, go ahead and roll me resist torture and drugs. Woo! Let's see if we've got a new addict on our hands. What'd you get? Oh, not yet. 16. Synth Coke DV. Let's see. 15. Oh my god, you beat it. Just barely. Okay. So, you are able to keep yourself awake and functional and not addicted. And so, for those of you in our audience, uh, Synth Coke is the future of cocaine. It lasts for four hours, and during the duration of the primary effect, you reflexes increase um and uh the problem is is that it could also lead to things like paranoia for gms to call out uh for the player and so you're flying for eight hours are you taking one bump or two because they only last for four hours a piece i imagine i need two then all right go for it let's roll a second one Oh, before you roll, hold on one second. Anybody in our audience want to give them a plus two right now? Here is your chance. Okay, so if anybody wants he's to sharing, give a plus right? two. Are you sharing? I, I don't know. That's his call. I mean, it would be rude not to. Okay. Uh, so I'll take both of you. Please roll your, uh, roll your resist, torture, and drugs. We've got one plus two in the chat. Anybody else? Nope. All right. Go for it. Make your rolls. I'm going to use two luck just for that little bit. Okay. Oh, looks like my girlfriend has chimed in. You get another plus two. All right, so both of oh, okay, you get a plus so. two to it. So we've got T-Bar 18. You cleared it. Raven, sorry, <clears throat> Calamity 18 as well. So with our plus twos, both of you have uh, survived your synth coke running. No addiction, just a nice high. So while we're like all drugged up and probably chatting the whole way back because you know people can't shut up on that I, i'm gonna try to learn what calamity actually remembers and what she can't remember okay so calamity what are you remembering like what I, I try to like trick her like I, I say like oh uh calamity you remember that uh hundred i let you last week <laughs> like i'm trying to find out like how her memory works like <laughs> is it like one week ago she forgets or like it's only like long term <laughs> it's actually only faces and names and oh maybe things I've done alright what was your name again <laughs> tailbar towbar rhubar <laughs> rhubarb yeah. just fly the plane <laughs> the plane <laughs> she's forgotten what vehicle she's in too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you two are chatting. 
Uh, it says here, Savage McNavage phones at 5%. All right, Savage, we'll see you later. Have a wonderful one. Hope you enjoy the uh, the end part of the video on VOD. And uh, for uh, for NBK, as well as Apollonius, is that supposed to be Greek or Roman? Uh, thank you both for your uh, plus twos. Appreciate it. Um, so you to get back, T-Bar has found out that uh, Calamity's memory is a little sketchy. She's forgotten what kind of vehicle that she is in, as well as <laughs> what his name is. But does she remember if she she uh, she owes him a hundred? I didn't catch that. I don't know. Does she? Do you remember the hundred you let me last week? Uh, uh, Derek K Dog. <laughs> gonna roll on it. All right. Odd or even, so I just do a six. Odd is uh, she she does remember even, um, uh, she doesn't. Okay, so she does not remember. I didn't. Uh, <coughs> well, well, I did, and uh, you said you would go pay me back right after we got done with that last job. I guess. I'll, um, uh, I'll give it to you when you get when when we're on the ground. Uh, I prefer now, just in case you forget. <laughs> <laughs> you don't trust. There's no. There's just no trust here. I mean. You got member problems. Uh, can't even remember my name. How can I trust you on this? If you can't remember my name. Of course I remember name. your name, Rhubarb. <laughs> it's all right. You just uh, hold on to that. Here. No, no, I can't accept it. You, it's a present. You, you just owe me in the future. All right, I rem I'm, uh, I'll remember to um, to shoot whoever you um, uh, you need me to shoot. Uh, is that a fair trade? <laughs> just give her a thumbs up and uh, pass the bag back over like you want another one. Another bump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Shut up, Cortez. I know um, we. Uh... <laughs> All right, T-Bar, you have heard you her now. You didn't hear that. Cortez. You know, I, I like the song of Jax a lot better on, on drugs. I guess uh, you really could need that to bring it out. <laughs> Shut up, Cortez. I don't um, I don't need you um, uh, letting him know that. that. Oh, I'm Cortez. All right. <laughs> no, no. She's not. I'm not talking to you. Just fly the plane. All right. Still think she's in the plane. <laughs> Got it. I just keep going. All right, this lady is crazy. All right, so I was able to uh, I was able to very slowly get uh, get this loaded up on roll twenty. Sorry for those of you who have had to wait or deal with uh, the interface showing me doing this as well. I'm moving our players over to here now, um, and I will leave this up on our Twitch. So here we've got our photo, and uh, the two of you get back, and you both uh, you both unload yourselves, and uh, you're both a little little twitchy, but not too bad. Um, luckily, no addiction. Uh, but both of you are coming down from the end of that high, and uh, you give these photos over to Bear, and uh, Bear takes a look at them and uh, brings over uh, those that would be uh, 
that would have been in the helicopter, so T-Bar and Calamity. And he says over to both of you, he's like, all right, now, uh, these photos here, uh, is there anything, anything here that, uh, that you were noticing? Anything look odd to you? I think I got a mole there. I never, I never saw that before. And he, he looks over back at, at the slides. He sees your buddy. He's like, oh, man, oh, not again, T-Bar. Change the photograph. I'm talking about the building. I take disgusting. it off. I don't want. I don't want no moles up in my face. Goodness gracious! And uh, he looks over. He <laughs> looks over at T Bar and just kind of eyes him. He's just like, uh. and uh, <laughs> so he uh, he goes back to the photos and says, "Is there anything that uh, that you noticed while you were flying over?" And uh, so, when it comes to our players here, what do you see on the photo for T-Bar and Calamity? It looks like there's uh, two, maybe three entrances. Okay. This thing... I don't know, it won't let me peek. Is that thing up there, is that like a trap door? That's what it kind of looks like to me. Uh, T, uh, uh, sorry, not T-Bar. <laughs> uh, Bear leans in, he's like, yeah, that, I think that's what we need to get. Uh, so, the place I asked you guys to fly out to, it's, it's an old abandoned diner off of one of the major routes. And, uh, we got some info that the, uh, <clears throat> the Raff and Shiv, they're using this place as, like, a, a stop-off point, And, uh, they were, they were hiding this stuff. I'm not sure if it's if it's like underground or if it's in the building itself, but the reason I sent you over there was to take a look. Uh, did you see any people there? I don't I don't see any folks here. So I guess uh, I forgot to ask before. Did we see any signs of people, like vehicles or anything outside of it? Uh, for both of you, go ahead and roll perception checks for me. Let's see if you recall that. Ooh, critical success. So we got a 20. One second. Perception. Mm-hmm. 17, awesome. Uh, so we got a 20 and 17. You did not see any people there. Um, what you noticed uh, was that there seemed to be some sources of like lighting. Um, so that's what uh, these likely are. Um, they're being pinged right now, so there's some sources of lighting. Um, there was a vehicle uh, that was out in front of the uh, building, but it was not looking to be an operable order. It was kind of uh, kind of smoked out and destroyed. But you didn't see any people walking around. Uh, so, uh, uh, so Bear asks again, he's like, so did you see any folks there, or...? No foot traffic, no sign of it. I didn't see anybody. All right. Well, what I'd, what I'd like you to do, um, it's going to be another extraction. I, I, I know these are these are kind of monotonous, but uh, we need these supplies. Uh, after what happened with the last move, uh, I mean, we had to do two moves in, in the same week. We don't really do that. And so a lot of the folks here are pretty exhausted. We had to go through some of our extra food rations and... Uh, Stuff's getting a little tight. 
but the Aldecados told us that uh, there was there was liquor there, there was food, there was some uh, robots apparently. I, I don't know something about something about cleaning bots. I'm not sure, uh, but we we need to get our hands on this and uh, well, of course, fuck the Raff and Shiv. But we need to take care of our own. So I need you guys to head on out uh, and see what you can get. I know it's a little bit of a distance away. Uh, that's why I had you scout this kind of stuff out ahead of time. Because, you know, T-Bar, that's one of your expertise. Uh, but we need to get this stuff picked up. So, uh, like, what kind of team are we looking at for something like this? Uh, like, uh, what kind of shipment... What kind of size you think this gyrocopter ain't gonna bring very much back, especially with all the extra fuel? I'm I'm not exactly sure because we don't know what to expect there. Uh, that's why I had you go out, but I don't see. And he looks a little bit closer on the photo. He's like, I don't see any goods out in the open. Um, definitely, if they've got if they've got fires or something going on, then you're probably gonna need some kind of backup. Um. I don't know if this stuff is being stored inside the building or if it's underground or maybe it could even be those graves in the back. I've got no clue. It's the Raff and Shiv. These guys are these guys are bastards. So I need I need folks that that I can trust and rely on. That's part of the reason I sent you out in the first place. You've been with us for well long enough for me to trust you now. And uh I'm going to need somebody to go out there and pick this stuff up. I know your gyrocopter can't pick anything up really all that well, as you said about like all the extra fuel. So um, I'm going to task you with, with figuring out who to bring. All right. Uh, if you need any help, let me know. Otherwise I'm going to put this in your hands for right now. All right. Uh, uh, I'll get it done. I'll try to get out of this uh, right away. All right. Thanks, T-Bar, and uh, don't forget, we're all family, so whatever you find there, it's for everybody, but you are the one who's going to be picking it up, so you can take a little bit of an extra cut if you need it. I'm kind of offended you said that. Like, uh, Of course I wouldn't take anything that don't belong to me. No, I said you can take a little bit of an extra cut for going out there on the way. I mean, of course, I. never mind, yeah, thank you. No problem. I'll, I'd let, let me know what's going on when, when you're all done, and uh, I'll I'll make sure to check out with you guys before you head out. And uh, he, he pats your back, and he's like, I'll see you in a little bit. And uh, he walks off and starts working with some other folks. So uh, this is where I'm going to leave it in your guys' hands. So what are you going to be doing? Do you have any questions about the photograph or the trip? Um, and uh, what exactly do you want or need to prepare? I guess it's calamities right there. I say, I guess, I guess uh, we'll need some muscle. Uh, I can wanna... sneak in and drop whoever we need to drop, but um, let's see if we can get the guys together. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, group work last time. Might as well see if uh, any of them are around. Maybe Barrel will let us use the new, the new play toy we brought back, provided it got fixed. Yeah. 
So, uh, I guess, I guess I'll Could go just look. drop us off out there. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go look for, uh, Jack and, uh, Tech if you want to get the other two. Will do. And uh, I guess I will go to five Jack and the Remy to see if they are available for this uh, mission. Um, yeah, you find Jack. Um, what time of day is it, Jim? Uh, at this point, it is probably uh, evening-ish. Yeah. Yeah, it would still be up there. Um, he's found the tallest RV in the pack, and he's put a... He's found a ratty old, like, um, deck chair. Uh, and he's put it on top of the RV, and he has a cooler full of beer and his guitar. And he's just kind of noodling um, when you find him, like big umbrella on it as well. Is it? Oi, uh, you! And he points the tea bar. You're I'm that kind of fella. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm using my like grapple hand to like grapple up to the top of the RV, pull myself up, and like try to grab one of the beers out of his cooler, like with my other hand, like as soon as I get up. Yeah, help yourself. Look, I'll do the thing where you open it with your teeth and uh, spit out the the top there. I saw you take off and come back. You've been gone all day. I know. I know what Bear gets up to. What's going on? Uh, there's a job that needs done out near. Uh, Phoenix, a uh, bunker something diner. We need a few people. Uh, figured you didn't do so bad when you weren't running before, so uh, figured we'd take you along on this. Tell you what, I will come along to make sure you city bastards don't die. How's that sound? <laughs> You gotta worry about that. But, no, no, uh, that was fine. I'll get. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. You can you can thank me later. And he yeah. climbs down from thing and kind of staggers over towards, and then realizes he doesn't really know what he's going, or where he's going, and what he's doing. He stops a second, turns around. Hold on. You bring in the scary woman, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She went to go get uh, the others. And yes, I am. I am definitely in. They will wander off to get to get ready. All right, and I guess uh, with Jack, I'll head over to find Remy. Yeah, so you'll you'll find Remy in his tent. He's he's sort of hunched over this little little workbench, um, sort of putting the finishing touches on this this grenade he's been working on. No sudden moves now. It ain't stable yet. Just hold on for a second. And he uh he sort of turns turns a little knob and hear a little hiss sound. Alright. What can I do for you, T Ball? Is that a bomb? Double sort. 
Uh, a little something special I've been working on. Well, uh, looks like we got some other work. Uh, might be, might be a little muddy in it for you if you're looking. Uh, we have a job out near Phoenix. We're going to be heading out to uh, diner, underground bunker, something about robots. Uh, figured that that. Might I heard be diner. Good. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Gonna be flapjacks. Uh, sure, sure, yeah, of course. My man. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, say, well, uh, Calamity went to get the others. Uh, whenever they're back, uh, we'll we'll head out. I guess just uh, grab your grab your belongings, and we'll, we'll meet over by the chopper. All righty, see you there. So walking over to um, to Domino's. You'll find Domino. Domino's got the back the back of the Colby open his car, and he's laying in the trunk, upside down, looking back at the camp, and like following where people are going upside down, and then looks like he's sketching on the roof on the on the ceiling inside the colby and then looks back oh hey let me wait paper hey let me and holds out the paper and shine, with her Steve-o. approval i'm here right inside steve-o i'm awake and it, it's domino no What's up, steve-o, right no domino oh okay um what's up there has um Big Bear Boss Man uh, has a, a job for us. Oh, oh okay. We gotta, go, we gotta go recover some stuff, so grab your stuff. We gotta go. Sweet. Am I driving? Mm, we'll figure that out when we when we link up with the rest of the guys. Oh, who else we gotta grab? Uh, all of us. We gotta Great. go and um, we're gonna go and talk to um, to, to Megs. Mags. Mags. Right, right. Let's yeah. go. Cool. All right. Uh, do you need me to lead the way? Here, follow me, and head over to Mag's tent. Start walking up in the other direction. Hey, Mag's. Oh, over there. Over there. Okay. Yeah. Over. Th- th- oh, th- this way. Hey, hey, Mag's. Uh, Lemmy needs us for something. On for, for Bear. Uh, I'll let them explain. I, uh, we gotta go. You in? This is a recovery. Yeah. We have supplies to go get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's a. Hey, Kali. Uh, looks like I got another run. Uh, how long are we gonna be out? Uh, I don't. Where, 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 recovery. Let me. Give or take a day. Might be out for a day or two. All right. Bye, sweetie. Sweetie. Yep, and uh, she'll she'll head out with you. All right, so we've got our uh, R6, and the six have come back together for this. And uh, 
what I'd like to do really quick, I typed it out in chat. I'm not sure if any of our uh, viewers are keeping super close eye on the chat, but if I can get the folks listening right now, if you can either vote one or two in chat, you are all going to be contributing to our future map about which option that we are going to be rolling with. So please feel free. Uh, our players can vote as well, either one or two in chat. I'll be checking those and see which one wins. And uh, for okay. that, we will be picking out what our next map is. Um, and apparently, even though it's not a diner, you can't pick pie. Nope, you cannot pick pie. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe if you find a nice freezer or something in storage, I don't know. Oh, uh, War Daniels, options are one or two. Um, it is just mysterious options. We'll figure out which map we are going to use depending on votes. And so um, <clears throat> what happens is, is that all of you get back together and uh, you head back over to uh, to where T-Bar is at and where the gyrocopter is at. And uh, you see Bear standing there uh, with another one of the folks there. And... Uh, <clears throat> Give me one second. Sorry, my throat's a little little messy. So give me give me one second. <coughs> there we go. Sorry about that. Um, so you get on over and you see uh, you see Bear there uh, with Delaney, and uh, Delaney is uh, usually just called Hardy. Uh, because Delaney often has a very uh, hearty expression about them. Uh, pretty tall, uh, bun on top of her head, uh, hair glowing turquoise, uh, eyes are very light blue. Uh, but you can see on her skin that she, of course, has been with Snake Nation for probably decades. Uh, her, uh, her skin is fairly worn out, pockmarked, grease stains. But you can see that because of her expression, being Hardy, she is always in a good mood. And uh, you know that Hardy is one of the heads of the motor pool. And so uh, when you guys are walking over, uh, she sees T-Bar and she says, Hey, T-Bar, um, I got a proposition for you. All right. That that sounds uh, interesting. Uh, sure. And I'll go over there and uh you walk on over and uh she greets you with a with a big smile and she gives you a big hug and she's like hey i uh i know you've been uh you've been busting your chops trying to trying to get everything going for us uh you and domino both went out on that last mission uh D domino come on over i, I gotta talk to you Um, so as Domino comes over, uh, you see uh, Bear has a big smile on his face, and uh, Bear says, "What uh, what Hardy's trying to get to is uh, we both know you've been working your tails off, and uh, we have an offer for both of you. If you are interested, we might be able to help you get some uh, slightly higher quality vehicles if you want to trade out your the ones you got. Uh, this next upcoming mission might be a little." Uh, might be a little taxing on your current ones. And so we're going to give you the option to, uh, to get something a little bit, and you hear her speak up, a little bit hardier. And she, big smile on her face for the horrible pun that she's dropped. And so for our players in, uh, in, uh, in the game and for our viewers in uh, 
chat and on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, both of our PCs here are looking to uh, upgrade to the next role ability. So if they do plan on upgrading to the next role ability before our next session, I am extending our players a chance right now to preemptively upgrade their vehicle to something new. If they would like to do so now, they have that option. Otherwise, they can choose to stick with what they have for the next mission, wait until after the gig is over, and then look at upgrading their vehicle if they choose to increase their rollability. So our options for both of you right now are to take a look at the Vehicles of Red or at the main supplement, and you can figure out what kind of vehicles that you may want to upgrade to or if you want to stick with your current one. As for um, our other four, while the two of them are looking at their next vehicles, um, <clears throat> you see Bear come on over to you as uh, T-Bar and Domino are standing there chatting with Hardy. And uh, uh, Bear comes over and says, Hey, I, uh, I know the four of you had some, uh, some taxing issues with the, uh, with the last, last run we put you on against those Kangtao bastards. Um, but I know you all got some uh, some newer some newer tech to work with. Uh, I need all of you to bring something with you, and uh, this is going to be a little odd of a request for uh, for me to be saying. But uh, I need all of you to uh, to to <clears throat> give me one second. I need you all to uh, bring this tracker with you, and uh, you see him break out this. Uh, this box, it looks similar to the black boxes that Remy had been working with in the past. Um, and you see him uh, take out this box. He's like, I need you to, uh, to take this. Once you find the shipment that's there, don't take everything. Leave some behind and leave this box with it. I'm going to see if we can try and track the Raff and Shib's movement. Can you guys handle that for me? Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. T Bar, T Bar, you're you're with you're with Hardy. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, chatting with uh, Jack, Calamity, Remy, and Max. No, my my bad. Sorry. Yeah, ain't no problem. Jack will take the tracker. Okay. Uh, so yes. he, he hands it over. Go ahead. He's it kind of pocket it. He's... You can see the cogs turning. You... I... Are you... Are you Actually... Bear... Fair to say, I know you pretty well, right? Well, I mean, I've, I've known you for, what, 20, 30, 50, 80 years? I, I, I don't know at this point. But yeah. This is textbook bear. He kind of throws the tracker up and down a little bit. And he's part of my baseball. I'm presuming it's that size, but if it ain't. Yeah, again, it's about the size of a glasses case, so... Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it. I have one question about the ship. 
Yeah, what's up? They're off the bastards that I remember. I can see why. But if you want to track their movements, they've never been a centralized group. No, they're not centralized. They're pretty scattered. So why would tracking some stragglers be of any use to you, or do you anticipate someone more important there? So the word that we got from the Aldecaldos was there was a bunker outside of Phoenix. Inside that bunker, they had some, some pretty solid tech. The folks that stopped there grabbed the tech, grabbed the food, and they bolted. Well, they got hit by the Raff and Shiv as they were leaving, so they couldn't bring everything, which means that some pretty good stuff is probably left behind. My hope is, is that since we heard that this stuff's being stored, is that it's only being stored short-term for somebody bigger up that chewing order to come and pick up the stuff that's left. That's why I want you guys to hit it before they pick up the shipment, because this was only a day ago, two days ago. I want you guys to pick up that shipment before they get to it, and hopefully they bring it back to one of their camps, and we can be preemptive this time instead of reactive like last time on the road. All right, no complaints from me, mate. So it's probably best to leave at least something of value in addition to some scraps. Yeah, I'm guessing... I'm guessing, I actually, I, I really don't know. I don't know what you're going to find there. But I'm guessing that there's going to be probably more than just two vehicles can haul. That's why I'm only asking for two vehicles to go. It's because I don't want you to bring everything back. If they've got some guns, just take half of them, three quarters of them. Leave some behind. If they've got meds there, I know mags, leave some of the meds. They've got food there. Leave some of the food. Leave behind some scraps so that they know something happened. Or, better yet, maybe they'll think that the uh, scavers that picked the stuff up in the first place tried skimming some of it off for themselves, and those bastards will get punished. Could be anything. But I just want to be able to track their movements. I want to see, are there any camps on the way over? Because... I mean, a lot of our shipments, they head out east. Uh, I know the Aldecaldos, they've got most of the major highways. We're the ones usually stuck on the back roads. So we got to find out if there are any camps that we might run across. It's always preventative cautions. Did you guys have any other questions? None at all. Alright. Okay. Well, I'm going to go talk with uh, T-Bar, Domino, and Hardy. See if they've chosen anything, any other vehicles, try and get them set up. And I'm going to have all of you head out in the morning. First thing. It's a bit of a hike there. I know T-Bar, when he was flying out there, it was almost five hours one way. Well, you guys are going to be following the road, probably. So could be upwards of eight, nine hours one way. So get some good rest tonight. Jack, stop drinking. I can smell it on your breath. 
Get some good rest. Don't, 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 don't blame other people. I'm just saying, get some good rest. Sleep off what you got. And then in the morning, I'm going to have all of you head out with them. All right? All I'm saying is, I know a sink folk bench when I see one. And he sort of points towards T-Bar and Calamity before walking off. Try to shift the blame. Jack. Have a good night, guys. See you in the morning. Boss man, before you go, yeah. hit, um, uh, can I stock up some on my on on ammo? I just want to make sure I have it. Um, I'm topped up. Yeah, uh, make sure to check out with uh with with our supplies before you head out in the morning. Count up what you got tonight. Organize what you have, and then in the morning, stop by them. <laughs> They're already done for the night. Hello. Thank you. No problem. Have a good night, folks. I'll see you all later. And uh, he walks over to a T-Bar and Domino. And uh, Hardy there with T-Bar and Domino. Hardy's uh, Hardy's ready to take the requests. Um, and uh, Hardy's there. She just says, hey, is there anything you guys have in mind? We can, we can get it ready by the morning. So what is it that you need? So, yeah, what I, I would like to do is... Um... I, I like my car, but I want to change out some of what's going on in it, and I will be upgrading to Moto 5 to get access to uh, rank 5 upgrades. Uh, what I would like to do is uh, get rid of the communication center, um, but keep the seating upgrade and the smuggling upgrade, and then add the uh, stage 3 professional safety harness for all seats and the off-road suspension for driving off-road. Right. So um, for our audience, uh, what he's talking about, these are specifically from uh, Vehicles of Red Vehicle Modifications on page number 42. So the Professional Safety Harness is a Nomad Rank 5 upgrade. It installed six-point professional safety harnesses for all vehicles, which means that if he gets into any accidents, anybody who is belted and in their seat will not receive the whiplash critical injury. It's a big upgrade, and that's why it's in there for Rick 5. What was the second upgrade you were talking about? And, and so for the second upgrade is I would be swapping the communication center for the off-road suspension so that I can drive off-road without penalties or damage to my car. Awesome. And so this one is on page number 41 for anybody following along. This is the uh, off-road suspension, of course, up at the top. It's a rank one upgrade, and it decreases all off-road penalties to zero and reduces any incoming damage if somebody was driving in the off-road area. Okay, so um, on your vehicle sheet, uh, which, you, which you have filled out, I'm presuming, go ahead and make those changes. I'll give you the okay to do that. One last one that I want to put out to the group and for people in chat. I currently have a smuggling upgrade, and I would be willing to drop that to armor my vehicle. But I also like the idea of being able to smuggle stuff in concealed compartments. So I want to put that out to the viewers to decide whether it would be better for my car to be armored or for me to be able to smuggle stuff. And with that, um, she, uh, she, uh, Hardy looks over at you and she's like, yeah, that, that sounds good. Um, go, go talk to them over there. Uh, you can see that there's already techs over by your vehicle. Go talk to them over there and set everything out. 
and uh, I'll, I'll I'll make sure everything's checked out before morning. I, I already I just woke up, so I'm up all night to take care of this for you guys. So go ahead and talk with them. And uh, she looks over at T-Bar, and she's like, T-Bar, anything you want to change up? Do you want to keep using the gyrocopter? What is it that you need? I mean, I did just put those really cool flames on there, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, something a little faster, a little bigger might be better. Uh, I was thinking of switching to the uh, AV-3. Okay, so AV3, let's see, what page is that on? That's the uh, the COP AV, right? Yeah, that's uh, tw page 20 on, on the Vehicles of Red. Okay, uh, so yeah, for our viewers, uh, page 20 up at the top, AV3 is also known as the Aero Cop. Uh, so this is a, uh, a uh, kind of a police AV, if, you, if you've ever seen the movie, uh, what is it, The Fifth Element? Uh, when Corbin Dallas was in the middle of that uh, police chase, that's what it looks like. Uh, so it's got one and driver, three passenger seats, and it's a little bit faster than the gyrocopter. I had never used most of my upgrade slots, mm -hmm. so I was hoping to upgrade that, but I didn't have direct answers to give you right now on exactly how I wanted to do it. But mainly I wanted to add armor and see if I could add a weapon, and I don't care about any safety stuff. I'm never going to crash, so... Of course not, of course not, no. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, uh, go ahead and add that stuff in onto your uh, your vehicle sheet. Um, if you have any questions or anything about the other upgrades, you can always feel free to contact me outside of uh, outside the session, and we can get that hashed out. Yeah, I'll, I'll get them to you pretty quickly. I just want to read up what exactly my options yeah, no are. Worries. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, uh, Hardy, Hardy looks over you, she's like, all right. That sounds good. Trying to get you something a little upgraded. I know the uh, gyrocopter isn't really your style after the jets you used to fly with. So uh, let's go get you set. And uh, she walks with you uh, back over towards uh, the the motor pool. All and, right. Uh, oh, yes. uh, one thing I got to get out of the chopper before uh, before I trade it in. And I go in there and grab my little stash, my my Sith coke I take for my long range flights, and uh, pocket it and uh, go back. Sounds good. And uh, so for our uh, for our players as well as for our audience, um, this is all from our Vehicles of Red. There's tons and tons of customizations in there. So uh, if it takes you a little bit to figure out what you want, T-Bar, go for it. Take your time. Um, and for all of our players, it is nighttime. And so T-Bar, you, uh, you work with them to get your vehicle set up. Domino, you go over and talk with the other mechanics and you get the changes that you need done. Calamity, Remy, Mags, and Jack, you all head over to bed. And night progresses and we have our sundown. Um, the next morning rolls around and uh, T-Bar's uh, -Bar's vehicle is ready for him. And so the vehicle he has is, uh, is quite literally what used to be the standard for police vehicles back in 2020. Uh, the vehicle's kind of old. It's a little little worn down, but it still runs, still functions perfectly. The paint on it is a little bit worn down, unless later on he wants to invest in repainting it. And the, uh, the police that was painted on the side of it has been replaced already, and it says Snake Nation on the side. 
clearly this vehicle at some point in time was either jacked from the cops or was found from a dump, one of those two, and it has been reappropriated by Snake Nation to work for its uh, nomads. Uh, Domino, your vehicle, you have your, your upgrades. Uh, when you come out, um, have you chosen armor plating or keeping the storage? Uh, it was unanimous for armor, so... Okay. And uh, is this going to be the metal slats or the armor plating from core? Uh, plating from core for now. Okay. Uh, so when you get back out, you see that the uh, the structure of the actual vehicle has been plated. It's a little bit more heavy duty, um, and it can definitely take a few more rounds than in the past. Um, the car itself is, of course, in the same kind of condition as before, just slightly upgraded for you. Um, now... I had it in good condition. Oh, what's up? I had it in good condition. I spent a week making sure it was all pretty and nice. I know. Um, I'm going to, uh, let our six players here figure out what they need, what they need to take care of. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put us on a quick, like, two or three minute bio break. I have to run to the bathroom. I'm going to let our players figure this out, and then we will come back and jump into the tail end of our session. So, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, we'll see you in a few. All right, you guys are muted. I desperately...
folks sorry about that sudden spontaneous bio break my bad um i'm a i'm a coffee fiend um yeah <laughs> enough said um we are back though uh we have all of our uh, players all set their characters are all set um mad mags as well as calamity have both reached out to uh, get some ammo that following morning to prepare themselves um, Remy is able to quickly patch up uh, Jack Holmes's uh, Jack Holmes's uh, armor, Jack. And as you folks can see from our roll twenty, uh, they got a thirty-three uh, <laughs> to do a repair. So, uh, as I was mentioning to them, if this was D, I'd say that would be like a plus one. But sadly, upgrade rolls are a totally separate roll for Cyberpunk. So. Just a regular repair, but it looks really damn good. So, Jack, it's it's a little bit more comfortable now. It's a little bit better. Yeah. Jack, yeah. Jack sort of changed his outfit, as reflected by my own dress here, if you're watching on Twitch. Um, he's now wearing, like, some sort of hot, like, road-worn jeans. Uh, he's still got snakeskin boots on. Um, and the, ar the armor Jack is on a bare chest, and then he's got, like, just a red short-sleeved like flower print red flower print shirt on like over the top of the armor jack and it's just open at the at the chest look like loose yeah just a quick visual for you awesome thank you um and the the next morning has now rolled around we have everybody uh fed and taken care of they've got their supplies uh, T-Bar has gotten to his upgraded Aero Cop AV3. Um, Domino has his vehicle uh, fixed up. He's got the armor uh, plating welded on there to make him a little bit better protected. Um, they take out the smuggling because of the weight issues. And uh, as we can actually see a little bit in chat, uh, Ward Daniels uh, brought up actually a very interesting one on there, is that um, with the Vehicles of Red, we also have a roll cage. Uh, the roll cage is a pretty helpful addition, uh, if you folks are interested in that. Um, but we've got, a, uh, we've got a set team. They are ready to roll. And so what we are going to be doing now is we are picking back up that morning um, everybody is all set, and uh, Bear comes out, and uh, he thanks all of you. He's like, "Hey, hey everybody! I know, uh, I know this is pretty, pretty short, short notice, and my, my apologies about that. But T-Bar, Domino, I, I hope you got your stuff taken care of. Um, Calamity, I know you already went over and grabbed some new ammo. Same thing for you, Mags. And uh, when you all get back, 
depending on what you've all got, uh, you might be able to have a nice big celebration in all of your honor. And uh, Jack, <clears throat> the uh, the radio tower, we're uh, we're working on an upgrade right now, so I'll keep you uh, I'll keep you posted. We might even be able to get that up and running by the by the time you get back. No one, and uh, Domino out there, please, please, please stay safe. Um, you're going to be down on the road. I know T-Bar doesn't have to deal with the same issues, but it's quite a long drive out there. And uh, well, I, Go ahead. I, uh, if you can see, I, I now my car is now armored, and I put the safety harnesses in so that we can be a little bit better. And I can apparently go off-road now. So yeah, uh, I'll 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 still try to be better, but I, I, at least now my baby's also better too. Okay. Well, yeah, just be safe. Try try your best not to run into any automatic gunfire. That was uh, not the wisest decision you've ever made, but uh, speak. But Osprey, I will. <laughs> I know Osprey. I can, I can benefit cost. It 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 seemed right. So, and, and I repaired it all. Yeah, well, T Bar uh, T Bar doesn't have to doesn't have his little gyrocopter anymore, but I know he also got his fixed up, and uh, we're yeah. gonna keep that we're gonna keep that one in rotation. Um, Hardy really likes the sick paint job on there, so she's actually using that herself right now. She's out for a little fly, um, and I will see all of you in a couple hours. Um, I've pinged out the location to both of your agents, so you guys can follow that on there. Um, <clears throat> And I'll see you all when you get back. And uh, T-Bar walks away. And as I can see on here, somebody's already measuring out. That's why I jumped back over here to our uh, to our roll 20. Um, somebody's measuring on here. And we can see with our, uh, our measuring tool where our camp is at right now. Um, doo -doo -doo. Where was it? It was this one over here. Um, so they're trying to get out to this space here. And it's north of Phoenix, east of Las Vegas. Um, trying to get out here to this space, it is 700 kilometers. Oh, yep, somebody dropped a space. Thank you. Uh, it's 700 kilometers to get out there. Uh, when it comes to the overhead flight as an AV, uh, you're able to literally fly without roads, which is always a plus. But one of the problems with using an AV is the fact that I believe you have more limited range than a ground vehicle does. So let me pull that up real quick. So AV3, oh, you have a range of 800 kilometers. So you should be able to get out there on one tank of fuel yeah. um, without any issues. Um, as for the car, yours is based off of the stats for a regular ground vehicle. Um, you have 643 kilometers, so you need to bring some, some fuel, uh, but it should be, uh, no, no major issue. Now you no, have, you have done the, uh, you have done the, um, goodness gracious, the off-road upgrade. The problem is, is that if you went straight off-road, you'd be running into mountains right here. Uh, there are, mm -hmm. this is a mountain range right here. Uh, so you will have to head south and then head east. So let's... Okay. How do you do multiple measuring points? I don't know like where... Right-click right to change direction. 
like I'm doing with those dots. Yeah, how do you do yep. that? Uh, you hit right Q. Click. Q. Oh, Q. Uh, right, right click on Q, yeah. And you right. hold it. I just do right click. Oh, there we go. Okay. Q. Uh, for me, it's Q left click, but okay, cool. Yeah, it's Q or right click, but it's while you're doing the regular left click drags. Mine's still not working for me. Whatever. Um, I'm not fancy like all y'all. I see somebody's doing that for me though. Thank you. Uh, so it's going to be eight hundred and forty-five. So let's let's round that to eight fifty to keep things simple. Um, so that'll be some refuel and ammo. That's all right. Uh, now, one of the uh, special things, one of the reasons that I put this map together uh, is because one of the things that I would like to experiment with all of you now um, is in regards to the travel itself. Each one of these is one block, one hour of time spent on the road. And so what I would like to experiment with you guys is doing some rolls for these different areas. So... Uh, we've got two vehicles. We're going to have two people doing their rolls. And uh, what I would like to start off with is one hour straight out down to Los Angeles. Um, we've got two blocks here. So T-Bar, what I would like you to do is please roll a 1d10. And Domino, please roll a 1d10. Okay, so T-Bar got a 5, Domino, a 7. Okay, T-Bar, what is your luck? 6. 6, all right, so you are lucky. Domino, what is your luck? 4. 4, so unlucky. So both of those come together. That is a nullified event, so you did not run into any issues during that first little leg there, going from... The camp down to Los Angeles. So good job. You are safe. Next step is we are going to be heading out towards our location here. So we're going to be passing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So this is going to be somewhere where I need to streamline things a little bit so we don't have to do it for every single one. T bar, what I'd like you to do right now is please roll 4D10. Domino, please roll 4d10. All right, and both of you, excellent. So both of you were able to run um, underneath your uh, your uh, major scores, I believe. So T-Bar, you said your luck was uh, 7? Six. Six. Oh, so T-Bar, you are unlucky for that. You rolled over. And Domino, yours was what again? Four. Sixteen. So, again, we have one unlucky, one lucky, and so we get a cancellation there. There is no major event on the road. Okay, so your travel here was uneventful, very luckily. Um, next time around for our uh, following session, what I'm going to try to do is try and get some encounters uh, set up. 
I know there's a couple of different guides online from other authors. Uh, so I'm going to take a look and see what's available online. So not just if, if we look at the individual roles, it looks like the uh, if, if we wanted to go that route, the first one nullifies, the second one nullifies. We both failed the third one, but we both succeeded on the third one. Okay. So something unlucky happens on the third and lucky happens on the fourth, maybe. Okay, so that's something that we can look into for a future session. Um, so as oh. I said, I'm, I'm going to look online and see what's going on for uh, uh, for other creators uh, because I want to feature people other than just myself. Uh, so I'm going to see what's out there. Uh, if any of our players here find anything interesting, please let me know, pass it along to me, and we can see about featuring that. Our RTG has been um, pumping up the uh, there's a, there's a red cyberpunk red encounters Android app that I've used. Um, now it's mostly for in city, yeah, uh, but you can yeah. Stuff. Um, I, I originally was going to roll roll on that table there because um, I had my players do that uh, for my, my local campaign here in Taiwan. I had my players doing that whenever they were uh, even taking a taxi across the city. Um, but for this in this regard, um, it would be kind of weird if you saw like Maelstrom out in the middle of the desert or if the Valentinos jumped your vehicle when you were coming down the side of a mountain. So you get creative and just, you know, if it says Valentino's, you say, oh, it's Raff and Shiv. It says Maelstrom, it's, oh, it's specifically the Wraiths or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so that's something that I'm, I'm going to look into for our next session. So I'm going to see if maybe I can do modification on the tables that are there, or if somebody else has put out another supplement, that would be awesome. Um, so yeah, that's something we'll, we'll deal with in the future. Um, for right now, uh, we have an uneventful journey. And yeah, uh, Chuggy, you're a little out of focus right now. Yeah, I don't know why that keeps happening, but I'll fix it. No worries. Um, but we get to our uh, uh, we get to our uh, our destinations uh, pretty un, un uneventfully, which is awesome. Safe safe this time around. Now, our chat, um, I asked our chat a little while ago to uh, jump in there and give me some votes. And uh, the overall consensus, the winning vote was vote number one. So the first out of the two maps is the one that I am going to be using. Now, our players do not know what is on that map. Our audience doesn't know what is on that map, but I know. So let's jump over. Let's give our overview. Okay. And so our overview here, this is, let me drag our players over. Uh, this is our location. And uh, you folks get on there. Uh, you get in pretty close, uh, pretty close to the location. And uh, you're able to drive up to the actual building itself. And you see um, it's been... Goodness gracious, what was it? It was about it was about seven hours. So it is now probably about two or three in the afternoon. So it's a uh, little 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 early in the afternoon. It's not night yet. And you drive up to this building, and on the exterior of the building, 
Uh, you see that uh, the glass from the building itself has been partially shattered in. You see the road out front of the building has been worn away from years and years and years of complete and total neglect. And the building itself uh, looks to be uh, looks to have been a diner from maybe the 1950s or the 1960s uh, that continued operating at least in that capacity until at least the fourth corporate war. Since the fourth corporate war, it looks like it's probably been abandoned for quite some time. Um, and uh, this is one of the places where I'm going to be using our wonderful perchance uh, Badlands reveals. And here, I'm going to be taking a look at the actual building itself. So give me one second. Hey, hey you... Jeff. This building looks like it's, uh, it might even be older than you. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you get you there... You bait me to that, Bob. Uh, when you get there, you see that there are uh, several different entrances. And out of the several entrances that are visible from the outside, you, of course, uh, as you are driving up, you can see the northern entrance up here and the southern entrance down here. Uh, but you see that both of them um, are inaccessible. They're both blocked up. Um, <clears throat> the back doorway is completely open. So the back door is open, but uh, there's been stuff piled up in front of it. Uh, the windows themselves have been broken out, but they seem to be covered up with benches or wood or other boxes or crates, and every single one of the windows is completely and totally obscured. You cannot see inside of the building. On the outside of the building, you can see that there's some scattered debris along the ground. Uh, there's some weird smears that you can see that are coming up through that entrance, the main entrance. Um, and there also seems to be uh, some decomposed remains in this, uh, this vehicle that's outside the front. So that vehicle has been there for what could be easily assumed many, many years. And there's some decomposed remains sitting in the driver and the passenger seat. So let's get our uh, character tokens up on the, uh, the Rule 20. Uh, the front of the building or the back? Um, that is your guys' call. I'm just going to drag your tokens out, and you can choose where you want to be. Do you want to drive I to the front or drive should. to the back? I would have... Uh... Okay, so here's your car. You can station that wherever you'd like. And your new... Uh, not yet, I can't. You have to give me permission. Oh, sorry. I, I'm still learning roll 20. My, my, my mistake. No worries. Um, so this is going to be Domino's car. Controlled by anybody. Save settings. Alright. And we now have our AV here. Should also have four spots. So let's expand this out. Okay. Let's go to our edit. This is going to be T-Bars AV, controlled by all players. There we go. T-Bar, you can control that. 
And from here, you uh, folks can choose. Do you want to be in the front? Do you want to be in the back? Where are people going to be situated in the vehicles? What vehicles are you in? So make your choices right now. Drag your tokens so, on. Domino's vehicle is not wide enough for two across. Domino's. Oh, sorry. That's my my mistake. Sorry. Can I land right on top of the building? You can if you would like. Land right there. So we didn't come, but when we all got in the car and got on the road, uh, Jack would have heard his song and Domino would have quickly changed the radio, like turn the radio off. <laughs> this is getting he saucy. notices, but yeah, he notices, but he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, who is in what vehicle? Who's driving with Domino? Who's flying with T-Bar? T-Bar's vehicle has four, sorry, three passenger spots. Domino's vehicle has, I believe, five passenger spots. Yes. So who is in I'm what with T-Bar, but I can't place my token. Again? Goodness. Let's see. It's, on, it's select move, right? Or... No, all, all you need to do is if you click on the little person uh, on the, if you click on the yeah. thing to the right of chat and then left click and hold Calamity's name and just drag it onto the map and then oh. let it go, it'll appear. Yeah, I just dropped one for Like you. I just okay. did. Hey, like there there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you should be able to drag and move that around. Cool. It is always helpful to have to have some uh, some wonderful elites over here with us. So thank you, folks. Now, um, before we uh, we jump all the way into this, I would like to point out that this is a map from uh, uh, from Red Dragon, uh, also known as Valstoys on Discord, and this is an unreleased map. So this map has not been yet released. He was very very kind to patiently wait for me to run this on stream. So now that this has streamed, this is going to be released through his uh, Patreon and later on will be uploaded onto, uh, goodness gracious, our Discord, as well as Instagram, Reddit, you name it, he's there. So this is our Thank you, Valstoys. Yes, thank you very much, Valstoys. You are awesome. Always love your maps. And you can see right down here, Patreon Valstoys. I recommend anybody and everybody head on over and give him some love. Okay. Uh, so we have arrived, and uh, T-Bar, are you going to be landing behind the via or behind the building or on top of the building? Uh, after thinking about it, landing on top might be uh, too loud. I don't want to alert anyone inside the building, so and might not be structurally sound. That too. Okay. Even though that would actually be cool to just Kool Aid man inside the building just break through the roof and be in there. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, you land in the back and I see Domino. Domino has rounded around that little rock outcropping and you are parking in the back as well. Uh, so from the back of the building, what you can see, I'm going to zoom in and I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start dropping little pings for you. Uh, you see a couple of different things. Uh, first thing that you notice is to the uh, right of the vehicle, of the AV, you can see what look to be possibly two graves 
or at least two piles of recently disturbed soil with rocks on top of them. Uh, you can see multiple different uh, cacti that are sitting around, and uh, they look to be undisturbed and pretty old. Um, the building itself, uh, you can see that there are there's one entrance directly in the back that has some stairs that lead into the uh, back, uh, back door of the building. And you also see what looks to be a fenced or a gated area. And so the fenced or gated area uh, it seems to be have a uh, little little latched fence opening on the side and uh, you cannot see inside because it is closed off you were able to see it previously on those aerial photographs but you're not exactly sure what's behind that fence i would like to make a wilderness survival check regarding the cacti okay go ahead and roll I'm wanting to see if it would survive transportation and if it is uh, edible, could be a food source, could be uh, planted and salvaged to maybe be used as um, a healing solution, knowing that is, is there any benefit to, uh, if nothing else, we come back with the cacti so that we have stuff. Um, the the cacti itself, you see that they are they're pretty standard average cacti. Um, they are known pretty well for being an emergency water source. Oh, hold on one second. I see more rolls coming out. Um, so they are a emergency water source. Uh, they are generally not the best food source unless you are literally starving to death. Um, and the water that it produces can often have unintended hallucinogenic side effects. And not always intended. And are these the type of cacti that maybe have uh, aloe, so uh, can be used as salves? No. Okay. These are just average desert cacti. And uh, Mad Mags, I see you also rolled uh, a 10. So what were you rolling for? Science botany? Yeah, I was going to try and give a, a circumstantial bonus or a, was it, uh, a cooperative skill check. Gotcha. But yeah, only a 10, so no, it didn't, it didn't help. No worries. <laughs> um, you're like, huh, these look like cacti. Don't touch it. <laughs> They're not my special cacti. I don't care. Yeah. Well, actually, these could be used for your special one if you wanted to. I, I'd say you should probably harvest some because it, from what I remember, these can potentially have uh, hallucinogenic properties. So might be useful for you. And why do I know this and you don't? Mm, my best guess is because you ate too many of them. <laughs> it's probably not the right kind of hallucination. That's my guess. Ah, good point, good point. I guess I wanted to give a quick look at those graves to see how long the dirt looks like it was, like if they look like fresh graves or old graves. I don't know. What would we even roll for that? Hold on one second. Maybe deduction? Yeah, go ahead and give me a deduction roll for that. Let's take a sure what beef fly air vehicles. 
Yeah, definitely not flyer vehicles. Uh, you're not exactly sure. Um, the uh, the soil that's there looks like it's been undisturbed for a while. You don't know. Um, Jack sees half of the group um, digging in the dirt and messing around with plants. So, Oi! Mind on the job, lads! He's got his gun in his hand now. Gestures over to the building. Right, right. Was just oh. looking for emergency things. Stop uh, fucking around with the plants and let's get on with it. Uh, uh, from the pictures we saw, I think behind that gate there's some kind of uh, trap door. If I recall right. Uh, uh, that looks like it might be the most the easiest way in, so we'll do, maybe try that. Or it could be booby-trapped. We could always uh, check... Uh, And uh, it looked like up top there was some air conditioning stuff. I don't know if we want to get in the main building, if we want to try the roof for access. But so, uh, so as you walk up uh, towards the uh, towards the gate in the back, um, you notice still that the uh, the back door of this place, um, the door is wide open, but you can see that up against what used to be this. Uh, steel door is now in a jar doorway. You can see uh, several tables that have been stacked up against it and propped up to uh, keep that door closed. And uh, the windows that would be on either side of it are also closed too. And, uh, sorry, blocked off. And uh, give me uh, one second. Whatever you do, don't look on. Uh, don't look on Twitch. I'm going to drop in my fog of war, and then I'm going to switch you guys over to the proper map. And then Domino will probably try climbing on the roof. Okay. Uh, so you should all be over now. Do you see the inside of the building or no? I see nope. absolutely nothing. Okay. I see all black. So this should be reveal. Did that work? Negative. Yeah, after uh, sometimes there you have to do it. Okay, that was my mistake. Um so I'm going to I'm gonna drop these in for you guys again. That was my mistake. I forgot uh which map was was which, so oops. Uh, <laughs> I'm still learning, guys. Don't kill me. You know, if you select all the tokens on the previous page, you mm -hmm. can copy and paste them. <gasps> you can? Yeah. Okay, I'm deleting you guys really quick. Hold on. Let me jump back. I'll highlight. Copy, paste. Okay, copy. And back. And paste. Yes! It worked. Wonderbar. Okay, thank you for that. Appreciate it. I don't know if you missed me, but I'll just drag myself back up, I guess. Huh? I don't see my token in, but... Are you under the... You're probably under the thing. 
Oh, no. Nope. Sorry. No problem. I, I could just drag out if you want. That's, <clears throat> That's my mistake. Okay. There we go. Um, so yeah, you uh, you all can uh, see the outside of this area here. Uh, let me reveal the sides. Boop. And boop. Okay. There we go. Again, please don't at me. I'm still learning roll twenty. Um, and I know I'm also committing the cardinal sin, and I'm using the live map on Twitch right now, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that being said, uh, you guys can all see the exterior here. Uh, so the door, the door is right here, and you can see that, well, the door is supposed to be open, but it is blocked back by a table. Um, it is inaccessible. Oh. What's the door looking thing where I put mags? Because I want to be. Oh, that's, that's to go. Was... Uh, sorry, that was to go to the roof. That was roof access. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, mags was going to the roof. To that open area and see if uh, she can see inside at all. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Uh, I will roll the stealth. First, just in case anybody's watching. Exception. Also an 18. All right. Uh, so you look in, and uh, let me let me scroll down a little bit, and I'll do a review. And if there's auditory, it's actually a 20. But I'm focused primarily on looking in, but you know, keeping my ears perked up as well. So you can see into the building, and you can see uh, inside the building, there's a couple of other tables. It's, it's very dark inside. Uh, there's a couple of other tables. There seems to be uh, some doors on the side, as well as a hallway on the side. And it seems to go further and further in. It's very, very dark, though. Um, and you can see that the windows that are over on the side, they've also been... Uh, kind of boarded up with these tables. Uh, there's shattered glass and stuff that's on the ground and on some of the tables, uh, but that is what you see. So shattered windows going into the roof. and blocked, uh, blocked the door. And uh, you're going up on the roof, you said? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to switch maps, so hold on. All right, so you've gone up. Yep, you've gone up over here. Yep. All right, what are you doing? I'm going to climb up onto the roof. Okay. Uh, when you get up to the top of the roof, you see that uh, roof entrance here, there is uh, like a barred gate up at the top of the stairs um, that stops you from getting directly onto the roof. Uh, it seems to be uh, pretty rusted, though, so you might be able to try and push your way through or blast the lock. It's up to you. I don't want to blast the lock. Um, is it not something I could just climb over? Uh, with risk of falling. Uh, full story. So you could you could try, but you have a risk of falling. Mm. You can make that call. That's a 
I'm gonna try. You're gonna try to climb? Alright. Yep. Um give me one second. Is there a climb check? Because I've never asked anybody to do this athletics. in this game. I think it's athletics. 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 Okay. Go ahead and do athletics. Crap. This isn't D D. This isn't D D. This isn't D D. My lord. Okay, so you try climbing up on that gate, and uh, as you try climbing up on the gate, uh, your foot literally slips out of the bottom, and you fall um, not just onto uh, the top of this landing, but down those stairs. You roll down them, and uh, you get injured. Um, So what I need you to do right now is... um, Well, I'll roll for it. Uh, You're going to be taking some damage. Okay. Uh, so you take six points of damage as you fall off of the back of that gate, slam down onto the concrete, and roll down the stairs. And I assume not ablated, just straight? Just straight to your HP, yeah. Okay. <coughs> well, that oh, no, we were trying to be quiet. Are you alright? I'm fine. I was trying to be quiet, too. I didn't just want to blast a lock. <clears throat> Figured try to climb over it. It's not like I can anybody hear lockpick. Can I just grapple hook up to the roof? Like you with totally my grapple? Could, yes. <laughs> I, I'm gonna so do that. what I was about to do. I've got a grapple gun. <laughs> I'm gonna walk around and open the gate from the other side and just like wave down at him. Alright, so yeah, you, you grapple up, you you come on up to the top, uh, you go over to the gate. Um it is locked, it is a lock on both sides. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty strong. I'll try to just force it open. Okay, uh, go ahead and let me see, because I'm using my perchance right now. So give me a body check. Uh, you try to force the gate, and the only thing you hear is as you try and push it. It groans underneath your, your weight, but you do not successfully open it. Okay. Uh, there's another chance, or sorry, another way that you can do this, because uh, this is another piece of information for everybody in our audience. Uh, when you have an obstacle, obstacles are made out of materials. Um, in front of him is a steel door, so what he could try to do is he could try to break it down. He could try to attack. Oh, I didn't know it was a steel door. I thought it was like a old rusty gate. It is. It's a rusty gate, but it's made out of steel. Oh, okay. Mad Mags is going to go up and attempt to pick the lock. Okay. So Mags, you come on. <laughs> Everybody is obsessing over this gate right now. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, you have a 12. Uh, you try picking the lock and you are unable to get the lock open. Alright, I'm going to use the butt of the shotgun I have to just hit the lock. Oh my lord. Okay. If not, I'm, I'm going to use a grenade next. <laughs> All right, give me one second. Um, I, I got I to pull up. I just want to push my way table. into it. He's going to use the biotoxin grenade. <gasps> That'll do it. I'm going to push my way in to the block door. Domino's going to stand behind this little stairway and have I'm his gun really gonna and use a grenade. pointed at the door. At the door frame, just in case somebody tries to move. Yeah. Give Give me one sec. I'm still I'm still looking looking this up really quick because this is kind of 
kind of I'm going to move back, back there down the to the old door and keep an eye on the inside. All right, yeah, so you try hitting it with your gun. Um, for your gun, go ahead and roll uh, 2d6 damage. Sorry, I'm on a different window. Uh, what'd you roll? I uh, I didn't roll. Uh, can I just use my heavy chain then? It's like 3d6. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so you, you smack into it pretty hard. Uh, you dent it badly. Um, it, you you won't be able to pick it from that side anymore now. Um, but it is it is damaged. It is not. I'll broken just do over. it. Do it again. Uh, okay. Mags went back downstairs and is going to continue to keep an eye on the interior to see if anybody's moving through that area, okay. just in case. Now that we're making noise. Yeah, a lot of noise, because you're slamming steel into steel right now. Um, with, that, <laughs> with that second hit, T-Bar is able to smash the, uh, the, the, the gate lock open, and it goes and smacks against the, uh, that, that top of the, uh, the walkway up here. Um, so this door is now completely wide open up onto the roof. Uh, I push my way into that blocked doorway. Uh, yeah, so I heard you a little bit earlier, so you want to try and open up the doorway. Go ahead and give me a body check. How do I do that? Uh, so you go to uh, body, and you, uh, I believe you click on it, and it should just roll it. Right? That's how it works? Yep. Okay. Uh, 19. Uh, that is a damn good body check. You push against this pile of tables on the inside and you hear a as some of them start moving but they do not fall over uh they seem to have been reinforced with something from the inside uh domino will help try to push with calamity to try to give a bonus or adjust so that we're both pushing on it okay um my boosters work at all 14 so that'll be an additional two uh yeah so um when domino comes down uh, Calamity, you feel him push up against it as well, and both of you kind of force that door open. Um, and uh, give me one second. So you force it open, and you're able to see into the building now. Give me one second. Let me move players over real quick. You're able to see into the into the main part of this uh, this diner now, uh, all the way out to uh, the front. One more second, sorry. All the way out to the front, and you see that inside of uh, of this part of the building. So we've got Domino and Calamity. The two of you have kind of forced your way in. Um, inside, you've got tables lined up against the walls. They're shattered and broken glass. You see what seem to be the the leftovers of like. Um, uh, shell casings and stuff that litter the ground. Uh, maybe, maybe a few of them, not hundreds, but there's a few, uh, few of those shell casings. Uh, you see that the the tables have been completely cleared off. There's no leftover food within sight. Uh, there's stools and ta or, and chairs that are still bolted down to the ground. Uh, there's a counter uh, that you can see that seems to be incredibly dirty it seems to be uh covered in dust 
um, all the way up to the front. And the same thing up in the front. There's shattered glass, and the windows have been boarded up with these tables. I'm going to check for booby traps. Uh, so that, I believe, is going to be a perception check. Conceal reveal, possibly. Conceal reveal, yes, yes, sorry, mm. my bad. Okay. I love how he checks for traps after he opens the door. Hmm. I'm smart. Super smart, of course. Okay, there's conceal reveal. 23. Um, you do not see any apparent traps. There's nothing there that you can see that would be used to, like, explode or blow off body parts or cut you. But you can see that um, where the doors and the windows are, that glass has been placed pretty strategically so that it's been laid across the floor. If anybody were to walk in, even with a very wide gate, they would step on that glass and make a loud noise. So nothing apparent, but is there any childlike? Any what? Is a, apparent child, never mind. Oh, oh, ha, ha, ha. The ceiling collapses down onto you for that horrible pun. <laughs> you take 45d6 damage. No, there is no a child like. But you see a break, lot of break. glass on the floor. Alright. Uh, we should be careful. Um, I mean, we've already made a lot of noise anyway, so it's not like they don't already know we're here. Jackal set up is specifically to attract attention if somebody comes in. We've already attracted attention. Hmm. Um, Jack will step inside, and you said there were shell casings on the floor around the area where they where they yeah, stepped there, in, yeah, as well as the glass. Yeah, there are some shell casings uh, over by like the windows and stuff. So you can see some on the floor outside of pretty much all of the windows. So this place, at least once in the past, had experienced some kind of firefight. Uh, Jack will pick up a handful of the shell casings and just chuck them forwards down that visible area. So you want to, like, throw them out here? Yeah, just scatter them, see if it sets anything off. Uh, you throw those uh, those uh, those shell casings, and uh, this is this is a piece of information for our audience. They may be unaware. Most firearms by 2020 and the time of red, most are caseless. So these casings must have been from like a very old kind of regular cased weapon. Um, and he throws these casings uh, down, and they clink very loudly against the, uh, the the floor. They hit some of the glass, but nothing is set off. Hey, Jack, aren't these from when you were, like, 40? <laughs> More like 20, but... Uh... Oh, okay. Yep, have a good Glad night, Lord Daniels. Uh, we're actually very close to wrapping up as well, but uh, have a good one. Thank you for coming by, bud. Thank you, old. I'm going to cross the room. Yeah. To right here. All right, so as you are walking in, um, what you see is down that hallway. Uh, there's a hallway to your side. 
um, down that hallway, you see into the uh, the back area. Uh, there used to be a door there, um, but it is no longer there. And uh, in that back, uh, you can see the source of a couple of lights. There are a couple of lights inside. And that, ladies oh, and gentlemen, is where we're going to end our session. We are inside of the building. T-Bar is on the roof. He has gotten that uh, that roof access open. Our intrepid team has entered the building, making quite a lot of noise, throwing shell casings, stepping on glass, and just kind of traipsing into the building. And they see sources of light from the inside. And I'm going to be stopping us there. So, with that, I'm going to pop over to our um usernames take down our pc names we're going to do our outros and we're going to start with captain mark so captain mark please let our wonderful audience here know where they can find you uh come back next week um find out if jack walks out of the diner alive along with the rest of the crew right here um other than that Captain Mark 87 on Discord. Find me on the Cyberpunk Uncensored place. Um, bit of a veteran of like 2020 and stuff. Um, so much like, you know, a vampire and capricious. If you've got any questions, fire away. Um, I, I, will also, I will also be answering those. And um, uh, got a podcast coming soon. We'll make more announcements when I know of a concrete launch date. Uh, Thank you. Chucky, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you can find me here on uh, Saturdays and uh, other nights on Twitch at Chuggy305. Thank you, Chuggy. Hi, everyone. I'm Raven. I have been your solo for the night. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, Discord at Doña Trece Cuervo. Awesome. Thank you very much. Johnny Drop. Hi, you can find me here every week uh, uh, at uh, Sandman3096. You can also find me lurking on the Cyberpunk and Center Discord at Johnny Drop. And uh, check out my SoundCloud at Arts and Fish. Awesome. Thank you. Vampire Bites. I am Vampire Bites. You can find me here every Saturday uh, playing Mad Mags the Medic. And uh, hopefully soon I'll be doing something with my Twitch channel again, but I'm not sure what or when. So you can also find me in the Discords. All right, thank you. And Violet Neon. Hi, yeah, I am Domino in every Saturday, and that's where you can find me as the Nomad. And other than that, you can find me on the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord as Violent Neon. Awesome, thank you. And uh, I am the GM for today, and hopefully for our foreseeable future with the uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad campaign, I am Capricious Major. 
Um, our music today has been brought to you by Outworld Sounds, specifically Helix Code. Our map has been brought to you by Valstoys, also known as Red Dragon. Uh, supplements that have been that we've been working with are all hosted up on cyberpunkuncensored.com. And my link tree there, you can find the perchance generator that helped us with our description today of the building, as well as <clears throat> any other possible instances that may be happening inside the building. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for joining us on this wonderful adventure today. I know there's a lot of pieces of information and technical aspects, so I hope this has been helpful for other GMs and players out there. I hope that you all have enjoyed yourselves, and thank you as well, of course, to our players, out to Rob, and for everybody who has stuck with us. Have a wonderful night or day or afternoon, whatever it is for you folks. We will see you folks later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Cyberpunk and Censored.